So you qualify. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Holla if you hear me. Oh, yeah. Here we go, turn it up, let's start. From block to block, we're snatching hearts and jack. Let's go. And the punk police can't fake me. Happy Juneteenth. But right now I got my mind set up. Look at that. This been a holiday. Fuck the government. Cause it's time to make the payback back to my brothers on the block. Better stick to the juice. And accept no substitutes. I'm with the juice. so popular to white people. They just love this album. You 
know about this? Nazareth, I'm this is like the black ass. fucked up, but if God got us, then... Hold on, I gotta read this. Start this from the top. All's my life I has to fight. Nigga. All's my life I... Hard times like that. Let's go. Bad trips like that. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be keep fucking with it no matter what we don't care about what the government said is official now we don't care about all these outsiders trying to come in now and then take advantage nigga we gonna be all right <laughs> all right i'm had good good juneteenth mix by figure and I, I gotta ask some questions about that man because yes uh, they have officially made juneteenth a federal holiday um i do agree that the scene with the senate sing and lift every voice and sing <laughs> was a little bit much <laughs> but uh i want to know why everyone's acting so upset about this and, and uh, not in terms of like republicans because they're, they're gonna be upset regardless but i see black people talking like we didn't ask for this we didn't we don't want this why what this is just uh theater this is just uh them them looking like they're doing something why why is everybody so mad at this educate yeah. me figgy I'm I'm upset that um it's I, I feel like this holiday is just gonna get watered down. There's gonna be another Cinco de Mayo, in my opinion, where people who never really gave a shit about the holiday from the beginning, they just got the extra day off at this point. So they, you know, it, it's not like they really care. But I I kind of look at it as a, a a Jewish holiday that we know nothing about, but all we know is it's it's an off day. So, you know, they, you know, we don't really care about that, you know, respectfully. But, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's why a lot of people, that's well, that's why I'm kind of upset. It's, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't want to call it a Martin Luther King day, but it's, to me, I felt like nobody really cared about this holiday, aka white people ain't really give a shit about this holiday. But now they got an extra day off at their job. That's how I, I, that's how I look at it. But I don't. I just don't understand that mentality, though. Maybe maybe it's just me because I, I just don't care that white people have the day off too, because they're not going to give a fuck about the day no matter what. Like I will take the day off to celebrate with my fellow black brothers and sister. But, but and not care that the white people but, got the day off but, too. Like who cares? But see, now you got a holiday where all these people about to walk around saying, "Oh yeah, Juneteenth, yeah Juneteenth." It's just like y'all never really like you see. You gonna see a lot of fronting now. 
Even, I mean, but that's what it all. So this kind of feels like when you like an underground artist, but then they blow up and go mainstream, and then everybody's but, talking well, about them, I, right, so, and now you don't like it no so, more. So let me <laughs> let me ask you this: Do you feel like the um, the government could have been focused on something else rather than of this? Of course. I'm glad you said that because of course they could have, but this is the type of shit people voted for. I see people saying, well, you didn't say uh, you're not doing anything to stop police violence. and You're not doing anything for reparations. Y'all voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The literal police. Like they <laughs> weren't going to do this shit anyway, man. Like the people in office were never going to do real things for black. That's, that's how I see it. Maybe I'm just a cynicist and, nihilist whatever but cynical but i just never even thought they were going to do that type of shit to begin with so i will take the day off of a day we all already celebrate no no, see my problem is people acting like this is a victory like yeah this is a like you mentioned uh, kamala and joe biden people was walking around like it was a victory right yep People doing the same thing with this and I, i think it's cool i'm not saying hey don't make it a holiday but people walking around like it's a victory. Like, see, we see we doing some things. It's like, uh. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Oh no, no, no. I, that that's my that's one of my other problems too. I don't look at this as like, hey, see, we we making change. See, we doing something. I just think it's kind of a um a bit of a smoke screen a little bit. I'm not I I'm not about to be sold because hey they they made this the national holiday, so we good. Yeah, and I'm not saying like this is a a victory or win, but I will say this because I the same people I see complaining about this are the same ones that get excited when there's a some stupid shit like a Black Wonder Woman, oh, like yeah, oh Spider Man's black yeah. now, guys. We oh, did yeah. it. Yeah, We're that's, like that's shit a like different. that. Yeah. That really gets on my <laughs> nerves, and people act like representation matters. Wow, we have black people in the, a black James Bond, like shit like that gets on my nerves because that literally <laughs> does nothing in, yeah. in my eyes. At least this is something. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it, it's solving black people's problems. Of course, it's not. But shit, it, it is a day we celebrated and and took together with our black brethren family to celebrate down south anyway I, I, it is kind of weird that it was a southern holiday that's been made national but whatever like I, w- I will take the day off to celebrate the way i see fit and it, i'm like i said it's not a victory for black people but it's something it's something more than look at this black person in a tv show or movie representation matters guys we're winning like yeah, so, I, I will take this so over you, that so any you, day. So you look at it as a personal thing of, hey, I got the day off type of thing. That's how you look at it. Basically, well, basically, it's I look at it as I got to think how to word this. <laughs> but basically, I, I think that, look, like you said, black people, we all celebrated, especially down south. We celebrated Juneteenth anyway. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good thing to have a holiday, a day off of work to set now, now you can have a celebrations. Usually the celebrations were on the weekend. Yeah. Now you can have celebrations on Friday. It can be extra long. Now you can plan more events and activities and not just have it on Saturday or Sunday. So it, it is a good thing if you practice and want to be a part of the celebration of Juneteenth. So yes, I do think it's a good thing for black people. I'm not saying it's a victory or a win, but 
if you were celebrating in the first place, like you mentioned, people, we was all celebrating anyway. It's yeah. a good thing if you were doing that because now you got extra time to celebrate. Yeah, I just don't want it to get watered down, man. That's, that's It'll get watered that's, down regardless. That's, yeah, but. that's my only word. Even last year when the NFL said they were closing their offices, and this was during the height of you know the George Floyd stuff and yeah. the protests and all that. When they closed their office for Juneteenth, I, I rolled my eyes, man, because it's like, like, who is you trying to, uh, who? You, I, I just felt like it was more of a media thing, like they trying to, you know, like put some good into, you know, the NFL. Like, hey, see, we're honoring Juneteenth, so we're closing our offices and all that stuff. It's just like, man, let, I just, I just don't want it to get like that, man. That, that, that's my only worry. I, yeah, I just don't want it to get like that. But here's the thing in my eyes, and we can wrap this up because I know we got like talk about it in the podcast. But in my eyes, I feel like the onus is on you, me, everybody who's involved to make sure it don't get watered down for us. Like, who cares? That's one thing people on Memorial Day whine about and Veterans Day. They think it's been commercialized. But just if you're if you're super into memorializing the troops. And you served and want to make sure, like, do your part. I see people putting up flags, going to the veteran cemetery, doing things to make sure the day matters to them. And that's what we have to do. Who cares if white people don't care about it or get the day off too and just like, oh, whatever. Or we get a Juneteenth sale at Subway or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> like, who cares? That's going to happen regardless. Everything in this world gets watered down, man. Everything. But it's the onus is on us as people to make it mean something to us personally and keep it going. And as long mm. as we do that, like, who cares about the rest of the noise, man? Maybe, maybe that's just how I feel. Maybe yeah. I, I see I see the point you're making, but just I don't understand why everybody's so upset about this. man. I, I think I saw it as a good thing for people who celebrate Juneteenth. But yeah, whatever. I, yeah. Like I said, I, I just don't want people to use it as, hey, I'm. I I wanted to be the blackout Tuesday. The uh, I'm posting yeah. a black picture to show support type of thing. And you know they just doing it just to you know, I don't want to say make headlines, but doing it to show hey, you know, everybody else doing it, so I'm doing it too. So I'm you know, I'm I'm part of the cool team now. That I I just don't want the message to get lost. Yeah, I mean, that's like I said, it's going to happen regardless. There's always going to be cloud chasers, always going to be people who want to say, hey, look, I'm guys, I'm with you. I put my avatar black for a day. (laughs) You know, I didn't shop at Amazon for a day or whatever kind of protest they're doing. So like that's always going to happen. But like I said, I think it's up to us to make sure it means something. So whatever. But anyway, happy Juneteenth. All that's it. Happy Juneteenth. We don't care if it's gonna get cloud wide we, we still gonna turn up and celebrate on juneteenth especially down here in houston <laughs> so with that said man jay prince tell people what they listening to the gems and juice we are back at it a whole smorgasbord of music telling you man music is really really picking it's up picking i'm glad up. yeah i'm making it my new mission every week to listen to a new album yeah like it, it's getting hard because there's artists i don't really care too much for but i'm trying to i'm trying to expand my horizons man yeah yeah and we and, and we want to give the people you know some good reviews good exactly or or tell, or tell the people what to listen to so that that kind of been my thing too I, i've been listening to a lot of stuff i probably wouldn't even tune to 
So yeah, that's that's kind of my little homework thing too. Yeah, I, I'm glad we see because I, I feel like we were losing our way for and, they, and there was a drought. To be fair, there was a yeah. drought in music, but I feel like our mission has to be a music podcast first. We yeah. got to break the new, even the underground releases you might not have heard of. There's a lot dropping, man. I think we're getting a mixture of people who are due to drop an album anyway, and people who might have pushed their album back due to COVID last year. Yeah. So we're getting a whole lot of music starting. A few albums got announced. We'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Uh, but first off, let's let's break it down. And so me and you listen to different albums. Yeah. This week, which is a good thing, probably. So we didn't have to listen to the same shit. Yeah. But uh, so her finally apparently released her debut album. It is called uh, Back of My Mind. I haven't seen a lot of hype for this album. I didn't even know it was coming out I didn't either. until it came out. Yeah, when I opened title up, um, her album was the first album I saw. And I thought it was probably like a single or an EP where she'd been dropping for the past however long. But um, I looked at it and I scrolled all the way down to see how many songs. I'm like, wow, 21. <laughs> like, okay, this must be a real album then. <laughs> Yeah, it is, uh, she's been out for several years now. I want to say since like 2017, 2018. Yeah. And never officially dropped an album. So now she can't use that excuse of, oh, I don't even have an album out yet. It's yeah. finally out. Um, not a whole lot of promotion, like I said, for somebody who's been all around getting marketed. She's been on award shows. She was at the Super Bowl during the performance. Like she's been out and about. Uh, but I did not see a whole lot of promotion for this album. I'm sure we'll see more in the form of the singles that come out. But Figgy, you bumped this album, man. How does the highly anticipated debut album, quote unquote, from her sound? Is it is it legit? Now, um, before I tell you how it was, I was a little nervous listen, um, before I listened to this album for the simple fact that she was on DJ Khaled's album. Yes. And she was auto-tuned up and rapping and all this other stuff. I really didn't want the album to be mostly that. So uh, I was nervous when I, you know, listened to the album. But I thought the album was pretty solid. I won't go track for track because there's a a lot of tracks on here. But um, it was a, I was really surprised how much of a mixture it was of, you know, the the songs like she had with, um, what's the dude from Canada? I forgot, I forgot his name. The one we canceled. No, the dude. <laughs> oh, nah. you're talking about Tory Lanez? No, not not Tory Lanez, but the. Wait, um, oh, Daniel, Daniel Caesar? Caesar? Yeah. Yeah. Before she dropped this album, I, I thought she would have a lot more songs like that. But she she got, I would probably say maybe 25% of the album is, is kind of like that. So, uh, which was kind of surprising. If you would have told me that before the album, I, I would prob- probably not listen to it. But, um,. She got a lot of uh, she got a lot of good stuff over. She got a song "Trauma." I can't remember if this the regular song, the one song she performed with Corday, YBN Corday. But it's just um, Corday. He dropped the YBN. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right at it too. Yeah, <laughs> with Corday. But um, yeah, I, I like the song with Corday. I, dude, he he got something. I'm, I'm waiting on the project from him too. I think it's about time for him if he if he gonna drop a project because I know he with Naomi, you know, chilling. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Yeah, she got a song with Tyler, um, Ty Dolla Sign. I thought that song was cool. I really don't see the hype with Ty Dolla Sign, man. Yeah, me I, neither. I know a lot of people saying, man, whatever he do is is amazing. I really don't see. I I think he do some cool stuff, but I don't I don't really see the big hype of it. Um, the one song with Lil Baby kind of surprised me because it's kind of a uh, I want to say I don't want to say it's a trap sound, but it's more of a today's type of R&B sound. And um, I thought that song was cool. Um, she didn't do too much into it. She did have a little auto tune in it, but um, it kind of made sense. It was more of a um, little baby vibe. But um, um, she had a song with um, Chris Brown, Jasmine's dude. Yeah. Um, that song was cool. Um, some other songs. One of my favorite songs on here, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Young Blue. She uh, got a song with Young Blue, and it was it was kind of a cool a, a cool song. I I kind of went back to it a couple times, but outside of that, man, I think I think it's a cool project. You got some of everything on there. It's kind of like the Galleria. When you go to the Galleria Mall, <laughs> you got some of the you got the bougie expensive parts, and then you got the you know the the parts with the H and M's, the Forever Twenty Ones, and all that stuff. So she got she kind of got some of everything going here. So I, it, even if you don't like her um, Daniel Caesar type of songs, you'll like the probably the little baby song. And if you don't like the little baby song, you got the uh, you know the acoustic type of songs. So I think I think it's a cool R and B project. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to do as far as sales. I'm I'm sure it's going. Uh, it's probably gonna do good. I ain't gonna sell it short, but um, yeah, I, I think I think it's a good project, man. I don't think it, I, I I will say this. I forgot the name of her first project, but uh, her first project was titled "Her," uh, self-titled "Her." Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that good because I thought that was a really good album from or project from her. I don't think it's like that, but I do think um, this new project she's kind of. You know, dipping in, in some of everything, and I think I think that's good for her because I I'm I wasn't sure how long she was gonna last with the slower music because you know in today's age you gotta have something on the radio, and I don't know if they was gonna put a slower her song in rotation like that. So I do think she got some of everything in there, but it, I think it's a pretty good album. So I, I give okay. it I give it a um I give it a qualified qualified. Okay, so her debut album is qualified. Um, I'll probably check it eventually just out of curiosity, but I'm not a huge, huge fan. I never like I don't have any of her songs in any of my playlists. I'll say that much. I know yeah. she makes good music, cool music, you could vibe to. Mm-hmm. But um, I've also been noting that she's been turning into a little bit more of a pop star now. Yeah. I see her kind of going the Alicia Keys road. Um, I'm, I'm making a prediction right now. I guarantee you. By this time, next project, whichever next year or the year after that, <laughs> she will completely change her image. She will take the glasses off because she's already kind of done that. She used to be this mysterious person. Yeah. You don't know what, she, know looked what like. she looked like. Yeah. yeah. Now you you see it. She still wears the glasses, but you, you know her when you see her on stage and you know what she looks like. I guarantee you next is going to be the sexualized 
Janet Jackson coming out uh, <laughs> of skimpy, skimpy uh, dresses and all that. And she's going to be the glass is going to be gone and she <laughs> is going to be sexualized. That's because the same thing happened yeah. with Billie Eilish. Yeah. Recently, too. Yeah. She was doing the whole I wear these baggy clothes because I don't I'm ashamed of my body and don't want to be sexualized. Now she has completely done a 180 <laughs> and she has uh dropped everything. She basically just is fucking she's out there now. I'll, I'll yeah. put it like that. She is out there now. Yeah. I think the same thing gonna happen to her, man. We're gonna see her walking around a little a little more skimpy. In yeah. the future, that, that, shoot, I see it happening. You can kind of see it with the uh, what's the one girl that played on the Disney Channel or something? What's the the one girl who did the Busted Challenge? I forgot, I forgot her name. The uh, uh, the, the, yeah, well, Chloe and Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She kind of, she kind of, she, she doing it more organically, like she's posting more stuff on her own. But yeah, she's kind of doing that same thing too. She's trying to get away from that, for, um, that kid image, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can see um her doing that, and she, she only twenty three. Yeah. So she she kind of got a long way to go. <laughs> it's gonna happen, and she's gonna have a whole dramatic post about it. How I was always ashamed of my body. I learned <laughs> to love myself, and then she's gonna do twerk videos and shit. Like I see <laughs> I see the vision, man. I see how these things happen in music now. So. Now she is she going to do that, or is the label making her do that? That's the weird thing, because you never really know. You never yeah. really, truly know. I think the label pushes. I think the label definitely pushed Billie Eilish to yeah. to be more sexual in her content and uh, uh, to be more dressed, more skimpier and do all that. Maybe she wanted to do it, too. But I do think the label is like I think the label plans need- a career path for these artists. Yeah. You know, the same thing happened with Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus. Like they start off kid friendly. They start off more about the music and then they go more into the pop star twerky type of bullshit. So I think it's going to happen to her, too. But we'll (laughs) see. We need you to be more scandalous. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sexual liberation is in, girl. Come on now. Show them titties. So... (laughs) uh, In my quest to listen to at least one album, I did notice... A uh, another album came out from a, a legend in the game, man. We'll say a legend in the game, Gucci Mane. You know, he's not the Gucci of old, but he's still Gucci. He dropped a new solo album, um, his first since 2019. I think he dropped like three projects in 2019. I think that was around the time where I was like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> like he was dropping three to four projects a year. They all yeah. kind of sound the same producers. They all kind of sound the same. And I was like, I- I'm done with the with the quarterly Gucci Mane album. Yeah. But he in 2021, he's dropped his first. He dropped a collab album in 2020 called So Icy Summer. And I actually went back to a few tracks that there that had some good tracks on it, man. So Icy Gang. Yeah. yeah. So I-, I like the uh, the Lifers song with Ola Runt and all them. I thought that beat was super hard with the three six mafia sample. Uh so I went back, I was like, okay, I'm kind of in a Gucci mood again, man. Okay, let, let me see what this new album is hitting for. He dropped a new album this week called So I think it's Icy Daddy. Ice Daddy. What's it? Ice Daddy. And That's his, right. His son is named Ice. That's it, the name. wait, really? Yeah, his, his son named Ice. 
Ice his Davis. His son is named Ice. Okay. No, <laughs> well, whatever. He and, he rich. He got, so. a, he got a picture of his son on there. Yeah, he gonna, has a picture. I was going to ask you about that too before before you get into the uh, review of it. How do you feel? You think that's kind of getting played out? Uh, artists putting their um, kid on the cover and naming it after their kid. You think that's kind of getting a little played out now? Because I feel like that's more of a trend. Uh, I can't think of anybody who's. I I do think it's kind of corny. DJ Khaled. Outside of Khaled, I don't know anybody else who did that though. Um, Chris Brown did it. Uh, Oh, Chris Brown did it. Uh, Who else did it? It was a couple other people. It's, It's more of a known thing. Just putting their son or daughter on there. Okay. I feel like that's more of a oh he got his Offset pen. did it too, but he yeah. had all his kids and now like seven. <laughs> but I actually like that cover okay. And people clowned it. I thought it was an okay cover. I thought it was cool I'm, coming from him, especially and yeah. the situation. I, I, I would I wouldn't be mad if it was like a picture of Gucci holding his son. I do think putting your son front and center on the album when he's not even old enough to know what's going on, I think that's kind of exploitative. I think it's kind of exploitation of your kid in a way. I mean, he they, they they didn't ask to be on the cover. He might look at that and be embarrassed in a few years. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I yeah. think it's kind of corny just to put a close-up of the baby. Yeah. You know, without their consent. It would be one thing if it was like, like he was holding yeah. the baby or something. But, or like Cameron or something. Yeah. I, I come home with me, Cameron. I think he was holding this <laughs> kid or something. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, having having, uh, and I doubt Drake would do that either. He'll probably have a cover mm. where he's like holding his son. I don't think he's gonna put the uh, <laughs> really? picture of his son's face uh, front and center on the album. Mm. But who knows? He yeah. might. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it's an easy marketing thing. Just it kind of is. Me, let, uh, you know, I just had this. I just had this baby, and you know, I had this baby with another celebrity. Uh, I'm talking about Gucci. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's name this this album my son's name, and it's it seems like it's more of a marketing. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say it's low hanging fruit, but it's kind of like an easy thing to do. It, it, I, don't, I feel like unless the album is about your son or about stuff like that, like if Jay Z put his son or his kid on four 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 that mm-hmm. the album. That would kind of make sense because he was kind of, you know, he was talking about some family issues on there. But if Gucci did this and he really ain't talk about any issues or anything, it's kind of like, what's the purpose of it? I think the way Gucci Mane, I don't think he has a concept in mind when he makes an album or project. (laughs) I think he just records a lot and just says he tells his producer or whoever, hey, Pick 19 songs and throw them on an album. I'm going to call it Icy Daddy, and I'm going to put my uh, son on the cover. <laughs> I think that's how he makes albums, man. I think, yeah. oh, this is going to be Woptober 3. Why is this Woptober 3? Like, what makes it, oh, because it came out in October? Like, what what makes these certain things, like, worthy of these names? So I don't think he even thinks of these concepts. And to answer your, your question, yeah, he did not talk about his son really at all in his <laughs> album. Not, not, not that I heard. Yeah. But I, I did bump the whole album from front to back. I went to the gym, did some long cardio, and just bumped the thing from back to front or front to back. And I, I was kind of in the mood for Gucci, man. Like I was, you know, I knew it was going to be some trap music, maybe get you hype. I, I did like a number of songs on it. 
Uh, of course, he it was chock full of guest features to the point where you can almost think it was so icy summer part two mm. with all these features on it. It had uh Pooh Shiesty on a couple, Lil Baby, it had Lil Uzi Vert, that song was good. Two Chains and Young Dolph, that song was all right. E40, which you know, he's he's E40. He's <laughs> what if whatever your opinion of E40, you'll either like it or hate it. <laughs> but uh, he Project Pat is good to hear Project Pat again, man. So it was good. He had a Pee Wee Long Way as well. Mm, I um, that. yeah, I know, I think everybody did, but uh, I, I there were some songs I liked. But overall, like the, the the standout tracks for me, the intro of Gucci Mane's albums are usually pretty good. This one had a pretty good intro. I, he wasn't even the first nigga rapping on his own album. He's a big walk dog, but he sounded okay. The posse on Boulder Crest, I like the beat. There was a lot of Mike Will production on this album too. Mm-hmm. Mike Will, Zaytoven, Southside, you know, the typical Gucci producers now did most of the production. Uh, I hated the hook though. I didn't think they were literally going to take the my posse's on Broadway hook <laughs> and do, and say my posse's on Boulder Crest, but he that's literally what he did, and it sounded bad. Yeah. I like the beat though, but the hook was awful. Yeah, nobody say posse. My posse's on Boulder Crest. That's exactly <laughs> what he did, and it was super corny. <laughs> but uh, so that was that was that. Um, I like the little Uzi Vert is just good on everything, man. So of course that song was very good. Uh, the production was hit or miss for me. Like I like the song Invoices. Uh, that was later, d- damn near at the end of the album. Uh, but a lot of this is just what you'd expect, man. Um, whether you fuck with, if you fuck with this current form of Gucci, you'll probably like it. But me, it was just. I don't know. I I wanted something. I wanted this ain't there, trap there was house. Two, it, it's not anything. Like <laughs> I've accepted old Gucci Mane is gone. Yeah. I've accepted that. But I want to at least hear like a solid 10 tracks of dope production and Gucci rapping about this shit he raps about. But these bloated albums full of hit or miss production, too many features. Like you can only have you, you could have done with one Pooh Shiesty song. You ain't need to. <laughs> so the things like that I have to say man I gotta say this album is pig pen status oh, man. pig pen mentality <laughs> I had to do it to Gucci Mane like I hate to do it he's still a legend but these like I said I don't feel like he has a real creative direction when he makes an album he just talks about the same shit he always talks about in every song makes a whole lot of songs says hey Throw throw nineteen on this, and we gonna call it whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Woptober or I, so icy Christmas, wherever the fuck East Atlanta Santa Part Six, <laughs> whatever, man. I, I, I'm like, I think last time I, I reviewed a Gucci Mane album, I said I was done reviewing Gucci Mane albums, yeah. so I'm kind of going back on my promise. But yeah, it didn't do nothing for me, man. I gotta say, it's pig pen status. Yeah, I had hate to do it to you, Gucci. Yeah, I have a little theory. I want to get your thoughts on this. You now, you did mention that he probably sitting around the studio and said, "Hey, throw nineteen joints on there and call it this." I'm wondering if, um, do you think it's accurate that he might be tapped out of music? Don't really care as much. 
But we know Gucci. We knew Gucci for years. We know he have a lot of songs. He record a lot. He had a mm-hmm. lot ten years ago. So I can imagine how much he got now. Do you think this him releasing projects like this is just a a, a quick little money grab? Because you mentioned how he don't have any. There's no direction to it. There's no real content. It's just like a whole bunch of random songs. And I, I, do you think it's fair to say that he might be doing this to kind of um, just as a quick money grab and kind of help his artists because he do have a, a, a lot of artists now? Yeah, and that's one thing I'm giving props for. He is putting on his own people. And I think that's part of the reason why he does this, too. Like, he wants to give his people a bigger platform. I think Pooh Shicey's already getting out of here now with, with his popularity. Yeah. He's also on the uh, freshman list for this year, too, which we'll talk about later on. But, yeah, he, he I think he does this to basically, like you said, to maybe he has response. Maybe he has a uh, calendar where when he has to drop an album or schedule an album schedule. And also, he he wants to put his people on. So basically, I, I do agree with you. I think that's probably what the case is. I don't think yeah. you know he doesn't have the. And like I said, he, Gucci can always rap. Yeah, he'll always be at least a decent rapper. Yeah, but he just don't have the hunger he used to have anymore. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Because um, usually, I think if somebody's making their own album, it won't be that many features like that. Yeah, you could you could kind of see the you could kind of see tell if he got something to say, but this seemed like he just had he probably got he probably got like over a thousand records just sitting in the tuck, and probably like you know what let me let's put something out fuck it yeah here um yeah put that on here put that on there and you know you pick the rest type thing and just you know use it as a, a quick little money grab. Because he's not, he, he seemed like he happy. He married, he got a kid. He probably don't give a shit about this music at all. He he living life. So, and it's not like he about to do a um a tour for it. A tour for Icy Baby. What's the album? Was Icy Baby? Ice Daddy, I Ice think. Da- yeah, Ice Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he about I keep to- forgetting what that was called. Too. I said Icy Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should be Icy Baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like he about to do a tour for it or something like that. So I think this is just something he just throwing out there to maybe meet obligations or just to yeah. kind of keep, uh, kind of help his artists a little bit just to keep something going. Yeah, and and we already saw in the verses that I don't he didn't even know what his best songs were. That's why he had to ask on social media what song should I pick. Yeah. I think he just records and I think his classic songs were probably made by accident too. Probably you know, so, he yeah. was just super high in his studio in yeah. an eighteen hour session, like fuck it. That freaky girl beat sound good. Let me let me let me sing a little bit on it, okay? I, I would say that's that song in particular, I felt like he was hungry on that song. That's true. I think th- that's when he was in his rapper bag. But it, it did get to a point where he was just stuck on that lean, probably high pills. Yeah. And he was just making all type of uh, <laughs> random shit. But even that era, dog, like he had it's, some good projects. He, yeah, he had that he gas. Miss. He had, uh, what's it, World War Three? I think mm-hmm. the, all, all that shit that came out during that time, like he had Back to the Trap House 3. Trap House yeah. 3 was crazy, man. And I was in the midst of his, you know, lowest drug period. But he he had some yeah. classics that came out during that time, too, man. Yeah. So 
I am glad he's healthy. Like I said, I, I'm not saying he needs to go back to that. He just he needs to stop popping. He needs to start popping pills and doing lean again. You don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just I don't know. It it is what it is. Like yeah. either you a fan of this Gucci or you not. And if yeah. you're not, you can you can skip this project, man. Yeah, and if you if you still a fan, you'll probably appreciate it. You know, like, definitely. It's, it's a bunch of artists that you know I'm I'm a fan of no matter what. If they drop something, I'm gonna listen to it and probably find something. Cameron is one of them. Yeah, like I'm always a fan of Cameron. I know his probably his last couple of albums wasn't all that, but I'm a you know I'm a still listen <laughs> no matter what. I I agree, man. So like I thought it was Pigpen status, but if you're a Gucci fan and you still like Gucci Mane music, I, I would say skim through it. There's a few good songs. Productions hit or miss, like I said, but the production when it hits, it's pretty good. Um, and I did enjoy some songs. So if you're a Gucci fan, at least at least skim through it because you definitely gonna find something you like on it. So I will say it's worth a skim through. Okay. But for me, I'm being more harsh on my ratings because <laughs> niggas don't already agree. Niggas already thought I was tripping with the Migos thing. So whatever. <laughs> now, I'm holding us to a higher standard. By man. the way, I'm still listening to that album so far. Really? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm still listening to it. I, I, it might be gone in a month. I, 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 meant, to, <laughs> I meant to say last week, uh, I was going to say, let's revisit the Migos album probably in a couple months. Just in okay. a couple months, just to see where it's at. If if they got a, if, if one of their songs are currently in rotation or let's just, let's just see where it's at or if it's totally gone and forgot about. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. And yeah, I do yeah, know yeah, people nah, have enjoyed it, too. Yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not just saying as far as me because, you know, I'm going to listen to it no matter what. But mm-hmm. let's just see how it is outside. Like, if they, if people still talking about it or if it's just totally gone and forgotten. All right, I'm down with it. I know that J. Cole album is already forgotten about. Yeah, that's what The I one that people hyped up so much. That's what made me think about it because he don't even – is a single even playing from that album? Not that uh, I even uh, know of. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not outside like that, so I can't tell. I don't listen to radio. Yeah, at least the, at least the one album he had that "Run It Up" song that was on yeah. ESPN. <laughs> so at least he had that. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious, or um, just for myself, just to see how this Migos album do. I know they're still dropping visuals for it, so yeah, we'll see. And I don't think I'll talk about the video of Avalanche either, but that video is really good. Yeah. I like the song a lot already. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty much the best song on the album. I like the video a lot too, man. I thought the video was cool. I like the throwback, them all dressed up in suits doing like a Temptations type performance. Yeah. I liked it, man. I liked the video a lot. So yeah, it's not all misses to me. I just thought the overall album, I wasn't really feeling it, but that's just me. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, got some more music, man. We got some singles that dropped and also some album announcements. Uh, number one, Tyler, the creator, is back. He dropped a, a single called Lumberjack, and he's also announced that he has an album coming out next week, I believe. So next week, we'll be reviewing the new Tyler, the Creator album. Um, this song dropped with a video as well. is very Tyler, the Creator-ish. You know, if you know his <laughs> style, you mean? know. It, 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 <laughs> look, it just means it's, it's crazy shit in it. Is it okay, it's very... Is it Lil Nas X-like? Tyler has never been that type of dude, <laughs> honestly. 
Like he 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 trolls a little bit, but he, he I don't think he will ever put out a a, a video like that little Nas X video. <laughs> I don't think he ever gonna get. Some people even question if he's actually gay, and yeah. I think he likes it like that. I think he yeah. like keep the people wondering yeah, whether I, he's gay or not. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't even I wasn't sure. I'm like I don't know if he is. He probably the. The the best gay rapper ever, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't know. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't even begin to <laughs> to compile a list if we don't know which rappers are gay. Yeah, exactly. I think there's but plenty he, legends he, that are gay that we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got it by default. <laughs> That's true. But I think he likes keeping people in the dark about it. We never see him out with a guy. We don't see him twerking on men in videos and shit. Like he we don't he's never been out and about with it. I think he yeah. likes it that, that way. I think it yeah. keeps the personal think, life personal. I think the most we seen was uh when Jaden Smith was uh remember he went on this long rant at a concert. Yeah, like, and he That's said my boyfriend. That's yeah. my boyfriend. Uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tyler said, shut the fuck up, he lying. <laughs> so you shut that down immediately. So yeah. yeah. Even if they are, and I wouldn't be surprised, but like yeah. I think Tyler likes to be ambiguous and mysterious in his person. Like, are, is he trolling or is he serious? I think he yeah. likes that. Yeah. But anyway, back to the music, man. He dropped a new single. Figgy, what are your thoughts, man? Is Tyler is, is Tyler hitting it? Is it about a pause? <laughs> is Tyler is Tyler back? Because uh, you did say you enjoyed his last album, Igor. Yeah. Uh, how do you think this single compares to his previous album? Um, I think it's kind of night and day because his previous album, it was more of a R&B type of album. It wasn't it wasn't a lot of rapping in his last album, which I I kind of enjoyed, man. He he can really make good music, like the the singing. And it, it was just his last album. If you ain't here, check it out, Igor. But um, he was super smooth in that album. That's an album you could actually ride to and, and like on a on a um, on a soft summer night and just kind of vibe to it. I, I know my my wife is not a fan of Tyler the Creator. Because I used to listen to him early on, and you know he was <laughs> super ignorant. <laughs> so, uh, and, and then um, it didn't help that I showed her the video. The uh oh, the um, what's the, the uh, what's it? Uh, I know you're talking Goblin. about Goblin. Nah, the what? video was called uh, what the fuck is that <laughs> shit? I forgot <laughs> now. I know what you're talking about though. Y- yeah, that wolf gang. Yeah. I, I forget. Fuck, man, that's killing me now. <laughs> I got to look it up. What is that fucking video called? Or what that song called? <laughs> shit, it's gonna kill me. Uh, shit, I can't down. I, I'll look it up, man. Yeah, Cause I know now Yonkers, that's Yonkers, right. Yonkers. Yes, yes. I forgot. Damn. Yeah, classic but, video, classic song. Yeah, but I showed her that video. I forgot what exactly happened in the video, but it was like some demon type shit. <laughs> he ate a roach. Yeah, and, and then eyes he went white and all this other yeah. shit. <laughs> so uh yes, she wasn't a fan of him at all. But I think, uh, but I, I want to say I think she actually is okay with the last album. But anyway, um, this album it's it's always good to hear Tyler the Creator rap. I think he an underrated rapper. <laughs> he, I think he's super creative. You could tell he's um, was super influenced by Eminem and um, all that. But it, it's always good to hear him rap, rap. So um, this song, I, I think this is a dope song. I'm kind of excited for the album now. I'm. 
I wonder if it's going to be more rapping on, on this album than the last one. But um, either way it go, man, I, th- I think I think he's an underrated producer, underrated rapper, and um, yeah, hopefully it do. It, it, hopefully it's good. So I'm gonna give it a qualified. Qualified. All right, all right, all right. Um, and I just looked it up too. That that video was ten years old now, man. That's crazy. Yonkers man. came out ten years ago, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> I remember where I was at when I first heard that song. Uh, I was listening to Sirius XM Radio. I was listening to Shade yeah. 45. <laughs> and what they was doing, I forgot who I was listening to, but they was doing like a battle. Like, which song is better? It was between that. Um, it was it was, Yonk, it was Yonkers versus, um, shit, the, um, it was a Kendrick song. The High Power <laughs> during yeah. that time. And uh, fucking Little B. <laughs> it was a Little B song in there. <laughs> and so at the time, you, mind you, this is what? Um, oh, this is 2011-ish? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So um, it was a bunch of people shitting on Little B like, man, this is the worst fucking rapper. He's turned. This is bad for hip hop. They was just going in on Little B. But um, yeah, that's where I was at when I first heard that song. I was in the car listening to Shade 45. That's hilarious, man. I forget. I think the first I heard of the whole Odd Future Gang was when they were on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Mm. And first off, I was like, how the fuck they get on Jimmy Fallon? Nobody even knew who they were, really. <laughs> and they didn't have no singles out that were like in rotation really anywhere, out, probably outside of L.A. So I was like, how did they get on Jimmy Fallon? So I looked up into them and I became a fan, man. That whole crew is pretty dope, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, 10 years, man. Crazy to think. Yeah. But fast forwarding to today, uh, I, I listened to the song as well. Very short, like a minute, 18 seconds, something like that. Short ass song. But I liked it a lot, man. I felt like it, it had that old school. Well, I guess it's old school since it's 10 years old now. But <laughs> it had that old Tyler Goblin Wolf type production behind it, man. Yeah. It didn't sound like no R&B song. And I'm not hating on the R&B shit. Like it was cool for what it was, but me, like I'm a hip hop. That wasn't head, him. Dog. That wasn't him at the beginning. What do you mean? No, I'm saying that um, the R and B stuff wasn't him at the beginning. So, oh it, yeah, definitely. Like you, he didn't come with, out like that. Yeah, yeah, with you being a fan of that early shit, the the, the R and B might not move you as much, even though it's a you know might it might be good. So it's good to hear something him getting back to his old shit. Yeah, as far as his albums, the last one I really fuck with was his second one, Wolf. Mm-hmm. I thought that album was pretty hard. But after that, he kind of got more into, you know, R&B-ish type music, more creative. And, and I never knocked him for it. That just wasn't really my cup of tea. But this one sounded more like old school Tyler, man. It's not doing the shock, crazy lyrics. It's, it's like a blend of his both his new style, his new style of rapping with his old style of production. Yeah. And I liked it a lot, man. I fuck with the song. Uh, hopefully it's a thing. It's it, This is what the album's going to sound like. Maybe it's a teaser. It may be. Hopefully it's not just like the one rap song <laughs> on another R&B album. But it no, sounds like drink. he's ready to rap. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it sounds like he's ready to rap again, man. It sounds like he's ready to to do the hip hop thing. Hopefully he he connects with his old old crew. I know they've been kind of sketchy on collaborating. Yeah. Uh but it would be good to hear Earl like what Earl is now and what Tyler is now 
it would be yeah. great to hear Earl and Tyler again on the song. Would you man. would you like to see that? Um, remember that one big ass song they did? The um, I forgot the name of it. Where they had uh, oldie, oldie. Yes. Would you, would you like to see a twenty twenty one oldie? Hell yeah! But I doubt. I I, I think. I guess well, mine is Frank Ocean. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's gonna do it. I'll be shocked if he did it. Me too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'll be fire, man. I, and. Tyler has finally opened up because before he would be like, you know, our futures, that was a time in the past. It's over now. But I think in a recent interview, he basically said he would be down to do another our future album or project, but it would just have to make sense. You know, yeah. he can't do it just to do it. Yeah. Like it would have to be something that that fits their sound now. But it sounds like he's he's very open to collaborating with you know, the people he came up with in our future. So hopefully that happens, man. Hopefully I know him and Earl are cool. now I think they had a little falling out a little bit ago, but uh, I'm a big fan of Earl's music now. Um, I came around to some rap songs. I didn't like it at first. I trashed it on this podcast when it came (laughs) out, but I I, I came around to it, man. I actually think it's his best album now, probably his uh, who Earl his um, yeah, his latest project. No, not that. Okay. I, that one I'm still not okay. around on, okay. man. Uh, but he did. He did have an album called Some Rap Songs that came out like well after I don't like shit. I don't go outside, okay. and I was like, I don't know this nigga mumbling now. The production sound kind of <laughs> weird. But as the years have gone, it's grown on me a lot, man. I think it's the best album. But anyway, I digress. Basically, this song is fire, man. I'm looking forward to the album. I would say it is officially qualified in my qualifies. Okay. <laughs> looking forward to the album, man. Looking forward to talking to it, talking about it next week. And we're gonna break that down like we always do. Um, and another artist from he's not odd future, but he's odd future affiliated. Yeah. You know, he kind of came up around the same time. He was on a bunch of their songs when they made their albums, and now he is back. Uh Vince Staples dropped a song from his new upcoming album just called Vince Staples and he dropped a song called Law of Averages now this song is as well as the entire album is produced by Kenny Beats who of course is a longtime friend of Vince they had that classic episode of the cave where where Vince said Kenny Beats is the police and then everybody started calling Kenny Beats the police he really got upset with it and it really annoyed him <laughs> but uh yes they're doing a project and uh Vince Staples dropped the song and the video for this um and I, I'll go first on this one man because I know you had took it last time I like the song a lot dog I wasn't a big fan of uh Kenny B's production I think a lot of this songs kind of sound samey but this the production I had to look up to see wait is this really Kenny Beats <laughs> is this really a Kenny Beats beat because it sounded not even like the typical type of shit he produces that, that that I hear um I like the song a lot man of course Ben Staple is a great rapper he gonna bar you up no matter what he gonna deliver lyrically the video was cool it had that weird kind of odd future Vince Staples type of vibe to it um, but the video is worth watching. I like the song a lot. The beat is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the song, man. I would say it's qualified in my eyes. Qualified. I agree with you. I agree with everything you said, man. The beat is hard. That's 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 what caught my attention first. The beat. But um, it was good to hear Vince Staples, man. I I agree everything you said. I ain't gonna repeat it. 
So, um, yeah, I, agree. <laughs> I think it's qualified, man. Qualified. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think he announced uh, a date for his new album. I, not that I saw. But we're looking forward to it, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Big fans of Vince Staples on this podcast, man. He's a funny guy on social media. Also a great rapper. Um, one of the really best, probably most low-key of this generation, too, man. People don't really bring him up. We yeah. talk about the best rappers out, but he's up there, man. Yeah. So I looking agree. forward to the new album. And, of course, we will break that down when it comes out. Now, one more thing I listened to. And before I say what it is, I have to have a disclaimer because I know y'all going to feel a certain type of way when I say what this album is. Uh, Peter Rosenberg apparently made an album and no, he did not rap on it. This is not is the a this is a Peter Rosenberg album the way a DJ Khaled album is a DJ Khaled album, Mm. which means he didn't do any production he executive produced it yeah which means he got the songs he compiled it together he compiled the artists together he compiled the producers but he did not actually like do the beats or rap on it yeah i'm looking at the uh the track list now it's crazy <laughs> yeah so i was not even gonna give this my time of day but i kept hearing people on social media talking about how this compilation album is actually fire mm. And I saw some of the people on it. It had Ghostface, it had Raekwon, it had Method Man, it had West Side Gun, it had uh, Rock Marciano. Yeah, it had some rappers. Ransom, Styles. Yes. Smoke this it's Styles P. It had some rappers where I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. <laughs> so today, I finally bumped the album, man. And I got to say, before you think I'm crazy, this Peter Brosenberg album is actually kind of fire, man. Okay. Now, regardless of what you think, because I said the same thing. I was like, I've heard some people say, I don't care if he resurrected Tupac and Biggie. I'm still not listening to a Peter Rosenberg, that I damn culture people, vulture. Why are people so negative about that? I feel like he have a good ear for hip hop. He, well, I think he is, he, he kind of, his, his opinions are trash. That's one thing. Like he is a very much a, He's a, a old New school Yorker. New York. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That's what I would expect from Peter Rosenberg. I wouldn't expect uh, um, any Southern artists on this album. I would expect yeah. it to sound like a West Side Gun type of album. <laughs> he he is somebody who, who when he talks on the radio, you could tell you just stuck in the past, man. Mm-hmm. Like his opinions on the, the verses, every time there's new verses, he wants to whine about something R&B. Like he 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 talks out of his element. He, he sounds like an <laughs> asshole. He, he kind of sounds like Michael Rappaport sometimes. I, I get them mixed up together sometimes because I feel like they both have awful opinions on hip hop and rap and all that. Yeah. But that that being said, like you said, he does have an ear. He's been a DJ for a long time, man, at the station. He, he does have an ear for hip hop. He clearly favors a New York sound, as you can see from the artists who were on this album so i bumped it today i was ready to say it was trash (laughs) nah man this shit is actually fire it is fire um the first song which put me on to a new artist i gotta look it up now because i don't even have it pulled up but it is a new artist i never even wonder yes v-e-l the wonder 
Zell the Wonder, yes. And I think this is the next artist that people will uh, point to and say, hey, there are lyrical women out there. Mm. Uh, you, you say that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi and City Girls only talk about sex. Hey, I think she's a new Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going to be the name people bring up. Yeah, when they put, say put, women don't just talk put, about put, pussy. Put a pin in that too, because I wanted to talk about that from last week. <laughs> People was going crazy this week about her, uh, I guess her rapping about the same shit. Oh, so, Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll bring we'll talk that about back. about that later. <laughs> uh, but Vel the Wonder, um, she she kind of reminds me of uh, Charlie Baltimore in her voice mm. and delivery, but I think she's a better rapper. Mm. Um, that was a good song. Uh, the West Side Gun, number one, the production on this album is crazy. Mm. If you enjoy that New York sample heavy, grimy ass, Wu Tang's almost sounding beat with soul samples, you will like this album, man. Mm. Like, it is everything an old head would probably want in a 2021 album. Yeah. Uh, very grimy, Get your New York out. sound. <laughs> yes. Get your yes. Stand next to a. a trash can on fire spitting it in the cipher get your hoodie and your, your yankees hat yes uh the now the next <laughs> yes it is a very it'll take you to that uh, uh in the subway doing all that bullshit yes it, it will take you to that new york state of mind man um there there are some songs on here that are absolutely crazy <laughs> Next chamber with Method Man, Raekwon, and Willie the Kid. I didn't even hear Willie the Kid before. I knew Gilly the Kid, mm. who I think is Gilly the something king or whatever he fucking call himself. Now he got a podcast. Now he yeah. don't really rap, but uh, that song is crazy. Mm. That song sounds like vintage Wu Tang. Dog, the beat is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And Method Man and Raekwon killed that shit. So if yeah. you listen to one song from this album, I would say make it that one. Mm. But there are some very good songs. Marcus Smart, that song with uh, who's on that? Flea Lord and Stove God Cooks. I don't know who the hell that was, but who they are. But that song was hard. Mm. The song with Styles P, Ransom and Smoke Dizzle was hard. SRD. Um, there, this album will put you on to some good up and coming rappers that you might not have heard of. And the production is crazy, man. It sounds mm. really good, actually. I was shocked shocked damn they even had jim jones was on it with ghostface killer oh jim shit, jones okay. is, is barely even rapping now man i gotta say really jim <laughs> jones just talking on it like it still sounds good but jim jones was straight up just talking on this album man like it almost sounded like one of his uh dip set skits oh yeah <laughs> but it, it was to the beat but he, it just sounded like he was just talking on the it's, beat man. it was this, funny though this jay-z shit yeah, basically, yeah, yes. This is the this is the four forty four version of Jim Jones. But that song was good, man. Um, this out the song of Wu Generation, I, I, and I didn't even realize this was a group. But apparently, the sons of a bunch of Wu Tang members have made a group called Second Generation Wu. I mm. think it's the son of You Got, the son of uh, Jizza, the son of. Old Dirty Bastard, the son of like a few other members, too. They mm. made a group called Second Generation Woo. They sound pretty good, man. I think uh, Peter Rosenberg was taking it upon himself to get them all together to uh, make the song, too. So uh, and apparently he said they were the first ones to turn their song in. 
So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, maybe they put out an album at some point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they sound pretty good, man. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I would I have to say, <laughs> I never thought I would say a Peter Rosenberg project was qualified. <laughs> but I got to say, man, this is this is actually qualified. Qualified. Uh, Damn, man. You from New York? You from New York now, man. <laughs> I only like real hip hop, Vicky. I don't, I don't fuck with that Southern shit no more. <laughs> done. Man, damn. You're a New Yorker now, man. I damn. I don't fuck with that shit done. That the South it killed hip hop. It's South. Hip hop is dead, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all. Oh, uh, y'all. Slow Southerners no. killed it, man. I can't do a New York accent. I, that's how much I can't stand it. I can't do the accent, man. Nah, I'm dead B. ass, dead ass. <laughs> nah, be dead ass. It's mad niggas out here, man. <laughs> that, that, that ain't hip hop, man. Kid, what you doing, kid? That, that shit ain't hip hop, man. Hip hop that that come from the Bronx. <laughs> Soldier Boy ain't hip hop, man. Soldier Boy, all that dancing shit ain't hip hop. Now, Chicken Noodle Soup, that's bringing the, that, that just bringing it back. That's Harlem. That's bringing it back to the essence. That's oh, Harlem. That's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh shit. Hypocritical <laughs> ass motherfuckers. But nah, that, that album is good, man. Figgy, I, I know you're going to like the album. Yeah, yeah. So I, check it out, man. Yeah, I was an unofficial New Yorker, so I, I grew up on that music. <laughs> so I, I always enjoy that, man. Every time, I, it's funny because every time I listen to Gradel, Griselda, that's that's what bring me, bring me back. That's the type of shit that made me want to rap. Yeah. Like every time I hear a Griselda beat, I'm like, damn, I, I might have to break out the, uh, the, <laughs> the pen and pad on this one. Yeah. But yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check this out. I didn't even know he dropped the album. Um, Me neither, man. Yeah. It kind of went under the radar. Um, I had to scrounge around hip hop social media sites to figure it out, even drop. But yeah. check it out, man. Let me know what you think because I okay. think you'll enjoy it. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised Peter Rosenberg is still into this hip hop shit, man, because he meant. I know he be on ESPN a lot. He into yeah. the wrestling shit. Talking I, about wrestling and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah he, I'm like, what the fuck is he on the panel for Summer Jam for? <laughs> but, or, <laughs> some, or WrestleMania or some shit. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, is he still doing the morning show? I'm not sure if he's still. I think so. He, okay. I think so. I'm yeah. surprised I'm, he's still there, man. New York, they that show been around for 20 plus years, man. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, but um, I think that, I don't know for sure. I haven't. I don't, of course, I, listen to that yeah, show at I, all. But yeah, I know that. I know that stations have no turnover, man. You got Funk yeah. Flex still at night. You've yeah, been there for forty years. <laughs> you got the same morning show that been there for twenty years. So yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to check this out though. Yeah, let me know what you think, man. I think you'll enjoy it. Actually, mm-hmm. I was shocked that I enjoyed it. I was ready to hate, but I couldn't. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, um, I I got something. Else. Uh, you got any other songs you want to talk about? No, that's it for me. That's it. Okay, I I got something I need you to review. I, I uh oh, I want to know if it's qualified or not. So uh, okay. a couple of weeks ago, we've been teasing how um oh shout out to blacklux.com. Check out blacklux.com. Um, we had um was Miss Frosty on, and mm-hmm. um we talked about how we had uh, how I did a a, a commercial for. Her. And I couldn't find nobody else to voice over it, to voice it over and all that. So I want you to uh, degrade my commercial skills, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Let me know if it's qualified or not. 
Ladies, are you looking for body positivity, self love, <laughs> and endless orgasms? Okay, wait, wait, play it again. Play it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't get past that first line. All right, man, play it again. Play it again. All right, <laughs> so I, I, so I wrote I wrote this whole uh, I wrote this commercial. I found the music for it and all that. I couldn't find a young lady to read it, <laughs> so okay. I had to read it myself. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ladies, are you looking for body positivity, self-love, and endless orgasms? Black Lux is the <laughs> ultimate women's playhouse that will cater to your real needs and desires. From adult toys like the new Rhythm Cowgirl, the Magic Bullet, to some sexy lingerie that will set the mood. Or you can roll some spicy dice to decide what new position you want to try. It's all on BlackLux.com. BlackLux.com. That's B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. BlackLux.com. The ultimate woman's playhouse. <laughs> that, dog, that actually is pretty good, man. That actually is pretty good. Uh, that that beat is kind of cold, man. Who did that beat? Where'd that beat come from? Um, I actually found this, so we got a system where we can find the certain type oh, of beats yeah. we can do. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So royalty free shit. Yeah, so I got um, so I got four of them. I got like four four of these. Some of them mm-hmm. a little different. I'm let me see. I'm gonna pull up the other one, but um. Yeah, man. So is it qualified or it's qualified, qualified man? Yeah, come on, man. Qualified. Right. No, that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> Shout out to Jasmine, by the way. She ain't one of voice our commercials because she had a uh, a career to consider. <laughs> I guess can can't be seen out here doing sex toy commercials. Yeah. All right. Here go, <laughs> yeah. here go the other one. This one, I I changed it up a little bit, but it's kind of the same thing, different beat too. Ladies, are you looking for body positivity, self-love, and endless orgasms? Black Lux is the ultimate woman's dream house that will cater to your real needs and desires. Check out this 8-inch bad boy named Big Willie, guaranteed to make you dream and come. He's probably bigger than your boyfriend and can last longer. Shh, let this be our little secret. It's all on BlackLux.com. BlackLux.com. That's B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. BlackLux.com. The ultimate woman's dream house. <laughs> okay, okay. Figgy, you might have a future in a, a Quiet Storm radio program. I know. If the sports radio thing don't work out. I know, man. Or uh, adult commercials. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny, though, because I, I, I'm pulling the curtain back a little bit. So I I did I recorded these for blacklust.com as a example. Like mm-hmm. hey, you know, this is something I came up with. I just need you to voice the commercial uh just to read it. <laughs> and um shout out to Miss Frosty. She liked the way I did it. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> because I was going to have her do it, but she like, "Oh, I like the way you did it already. I like him, you know, man's voice and blah 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 blah." So <laughs> we just roll with that. <laughs> Hey man, it sounds it does sound good though, man. So good good job. Go to blacklux.com, y'all. Uh so yeah, good job, good work, man. I like it. I liked it. It was it was, it was tough <laughs> trying to read that, man, because I'll it, bet, man. it's like I can't just read it like how I'm reading it now. I gotta kinda yeah. put on a um I guess be like a voice actor and try to put yeah. something together. But it was cool though. I I ain't minding, man. 
Yeah, it would be tough for me, man. I'd be laughing during the shit. Endless, I, I know if I could get past endless <laughs> orgasms, I'd just be laughing at that point. Nah, good work, good work, Figgy. I like how you did that. That Appreciate was uh, that. that was legit and qualified. <laughs> qualified. Jay Prince will be proud. We make them boss moves, man. Remember, mob ties a movement of bosses. And you make bosses. them boss moves with the podcast. So Jay Prince is somewhere proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, wonder now, how many, I wonder how many tweets I'm gonna get about this. Uh, I don't. You, you need to get. You need to, man. You need to. You need to put now, this out there, man. man. Nick, now, niggas be listening now, man. Niggas be. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the podcast, they, I just be getting a random tweet like, "No, nah, this this is how." They be answering our questions. I know we, <laughs> we be talking shit on here. Sometimes we don't be knowing what yeah. we talk about. And I get a random ass tweet on a Wednesday, like, nah, this is the way they do it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. You talking about the podcast. Okay. That's what happens when you're accessible, too. People <laughs> want to hit you up and argue what you said. Like, you, you would do this to Joe <laughs> Budden because you know there ain't no chance he going to answer you. Yeah. But since we're accessible, you want to, and I, I, I'll defend anything I say. So I yeah. have no problem talking about it. Mm-hmm. But y'all, y'all taking advantage of the fact that y'all know it's personally talking about <laughs> wanting us to answer, hitting us up in the middle of the day. We at work talking about, hey, no, nah, actually, uh, uh, DMX recorded this in September. Not not before. Like, OK, anyway, <laughs> Rihanna is from Barbados. Or- yeah. yeah the, the, who was that dude who <laughs> said that Bar- Rihanna was from Africa? Yeah, I forgot who. I was I like, mean, wait a minute, there's no way, because I, I think I, I said Rihanna, I think was some from some kind of island on a podcast, but I couldn't remember where. Yeah. And the dude replied, he said, Nah, bro, uh, Rihanna's from Africa. And I was like, yeah. Okay, I know that's not true. Yeah, I forgot his name. Shout out to him because he been tweeting every week. Yeah, he has. So, he yeah, has. He, 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 I guess he be listening to us in the gym and all that. So bless your heart, man. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to him. I can't remember his name. I, I'm gonna um, get his name next yeah, you time. You gotta look him up. But yeah, he uh, he hit him and said, Rihanna's from Africa. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that ain't true. Now, look, she's from Barbados. But yeah. yeah. Now, we we appreciate the feedback, though, honestly, man. Anything yeah. you want to talk to us on social media or uh, we, we appreciate the engagement and we'll, we'll answer to the best of our abilities. If you think I'm full of shit, you think Vicky full of shit, let us know, man. Yeah. We ain't scared. Yeah, he was we'll at, defend what we say. He was actually cracking up at your um your hot sauce um story with the uh review. <laughs> <laughs> with John David Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, he deserved that smoke, man. That was a terrible line. I really can't believe that made it to the final version of the film, but I ordered another, my hot sauce an hour. Now we're go. <laughs> He gets his ass. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I ain't see that the first time I seen that movie. I remember that part and I ain't really Dog, I a big stopped. deal about it. <laughs> Because I was, I booed like a movie, I'll admit. I stopped yeah. the movie when that happened. Dog. I'm like, wait, what? Did I miss something? Was there a joke about hot sauce earlier that I didn't get? And maybe this is a reference to that? No, this nigga said he straight up ordered a hot sauce an hour ago. I was speechless, man. I was like, because I, I was thinking in my head after that, I was like, okay, how did he, you could tell this nigga grew up rich? Because he yeah. didn't know what black, like, black people, people order like, at a restaurant. Black people like hot sauce. So you know they like hot sauce, kinda, man. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas love hot sauce. Maybe you'd order a hot sauce at a restaurant. No, you can't, dog. Anyway, so I don't want to get yeah. on tenant because I'll talk about that for a whole podcast. <laughs> uh, topics of the week, man. A few things happen that we, of course, have to react to and break down. Uh, first off, we will start. Um, fuck it. Trina and E versus 
Um, that happened. I forgot. But I, like usual, we forget that these verses are even happening until the day before the day they happen. Yeah. And uh, this one happened last week. Uh, I don't know if I would say it's highly anticipated. I don't even think people really even wanted it too bad. This was probably the most criticized verses yeah. before it actually happened. People probably. Was, people was wondering like what, like what is their connection? Like she's from Philly. And trainers from Miami, they're, they have no connection at all. I think they might have been on a couple songs together as far as, like, remit songs. Um, shout out to Ludacris, who threw every female rapper on the My Bitch Bad song. <laughs> I, think th- I think that was pretty much it. But they had no type of connection. So people was really confused on why them two was doing the verses. Uh, they agreed to it, and they needed money. So <laughs> I think they needed some yeah. women to battle. And they couldn't find they anybody could, else. They probably could get the right w- women to battle. Yeah, so they, they could get a little Kim because little Kim would want something, well, someone big like Nicki Minaj. You know that wouldn't happen. So <laughs> they settled for even Trina, which is like you said, it's a weird matchup. But you actually saw this man. I saw the reactions, but I didn't actually tune in live because I just didn't care to. But you saw this man. I want to know what you thought. Was it worth? The I know it's free, it's not no price yeah. admission, but was it worth watching? Yeah, because it, it came time. out during a playoff game. Yeah, time is money, <laughs> so it came out during a playoff game and people were distracted. Yeah, was it worth watching over a playoff game? Let's put it like that. Um, I don't think it's worth watching over a playoff game. I think, I think if you wasn't doing anything, if it was like during the quarantine, sure, but um. I don't think it was worth it. They weren't even in the same room together. That that part to me was a bit turned off. Now they did have the better setup. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like Keisha Cole and uh, Ashanti, but Eve was all the way in London, and it, I, I don't know. It's just kind of to me that really didn't make sense. It would make sense if they both was were in Miami or something, and they both vibing together. But I, I will say I think they made the best of it. It wasn't nothing too awkward or you could tell they had some type of relationship. They were both cool. If if they wasn't cool before this, they they sure made it seem like it. But you could tell they both was vibing with each other. But I, I just didn't like the whole, you know, I'm in London and I'm in Miami type of thing. But as far as the um, the verses, um, all week, real quick, all week, people been disrespecting Trina like crazy. I, I think it was mainly New Yorkers, but people was talking crazy like Trina shouldn't even Trina shouldn't even be in a conversation with Eve, which I thought was crazy because I don't think Eve had that long of a career. She she had some legendary joints, but it was very short. She she had some shit with DMX and she was on with the Locks and Rough Riders and all that. But um, I thought it was crazy the way people was disrespecting Trina, and I wasn't a Trina fan. But I thought Trina had she have a long. I think she have a a, a good career as long as she lasted. I thought she, uh, and now when you look at Trina, you could kind of see um, the influence um, from Trina on City Girls. Just that whole you know. You know, I'm I'm getting these niggas and they paying for this and all that. That whole Miami vibe, and that and watching that versus made me appreciate that now because I'm I ain't gonna lie, I'm a huge I'm I'm a City Girls fan. <laughs> I like the City Girls, but um, 
Yeah, man. I, I ain't really like the disrespect Trina was getting, man. She she had some she had songs with Lil Wayne. She had some uh legendary Webby verses and you know, uh joints with Webby and all that. So, um, but as far as the verses, man, I I originally thought Eve was gonna take it, but I ain't realized how many joints Trina had, man. <laughs> Trina had a lot, she had a lot of stuff she could pull from, man. <laughs> a lot of guest verses. She had her own joints. And Eve, like I said earlier, she, she kind of have a short career. And so she was pulling, she, Eve was playing um, a few stuff that I never even heard. She had a song with uh, with Sean Paul. I'm like, I never I never heard this. <laughs> she was playing Tambourine, which is probably not a, you know, not really a good song to me, in my opinion. So um, outside of the DMX songs and uh, a couple of her joints from her first album, I feel like it just it just wasn't a good matchup to me. And I, I wouldn't sit there and say uh, Eve, you know, lost and all this other stuff. I think it depends what you like. And clearly those two had a t- uh, two totally different styles. If you listen to Eve, she would bar you up. But she also had those smooth joints. She had the joints with Gwen Stefani, which is a a, a smooth song. And um, Trina didn't really have that. She had she had a whole different type of style. She had that Miami, you know, um, these nigga, I'm a scam these niggas type style, and talk about, you know, her ass as big as the sun and shit like that. Eve mm-hmm. didn't have anything like that. So it was a little awkward from uh, with Trina playing, you know, um, the baddest bitch, and then Eve come with, you know, got a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, that 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 matchup was not good, but I will say it do it they it did make me appreciate Trina a lot more than I did in the past, and it, it kind of make you go down memory lane. And also, uh, I thought they both looked good too. It's it's good to see them looking, still looking amazing. Uh, a lot of people thought, a lot of people was saying Trina was pregnant. I'm, I haven't seen any confirmation of that. <laughs> I hope she is. If she not, people are assholes, I guess. <laughs> but I, I I will feel bad for Trina if she got to get on the internet and she, uh, I guess it's a trending topic that she's pregnant and she's not. But I I thought they both look good. Okay, yeah, I was hearing a pregnancy thing too, but I also heard she was drinking and smoking. So I think that would I would hope she's not pregnant. Yeah, if she was drinking on the uh, verses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, I, I was hearing that Trina or uh, smoked Eve, and like I do think their rap styles are very different. Um, I do think that Trina, like you said, was very influential and kind of underrated at this point. Um, people always point to Lil Kim as being like the founder of this current generation of hip hop, but really it was more Trina when the yeah. South started to take over. She was the number one and she rapped more. I think Eve was always trying to rap like a member of Rough Rides. Like she was trying to rap like a dude. It yeah. kind of seemed like on those Rough Rider tracks yeah. and Trina had her own style. She wasn't trying to rap like Trick Daddy. She wasn't trying to rap like, you know, every other rapper she was with, she was trying to do her own thing and cultivate her own style. So, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, and I also, I want to throw in there too. Trina was hot during the whole Lil' Kim and yeah, like early 2000s. 
So she was she was still keeping her name in there, and the, you know, in the same breath as the you know the Lil Kims, the Foxies, the then the Nicki Minaj's. So she was she was still around during that time, and that's hard to do, especially you know being an artist from the South. Yeah. No, but she was the go-to name in the South as far as female rappers went, man. So, yeah, it was good that good good that the verses went well. I'm happy to hear that. I'm also happy that Eve hasn't turned her back on hip hop completely, <laughs> like some people who get on TV shows and suddenly don't even want to talk about rap no more. Cough, cough, Queen Latifah, <laughs> cough, cough, other legends in that game who done crossed over and don't even want to come back. Like Eve don't need to talk about rap no more. I'm sure she's happy with her her family. I'm not gonna go into any details about that. But Come with on, her family, we gotta do with, that. I know, I know. I'm gonna keep the vibes positive. <laughs> but she has a family that probably does not listen to hip hop. I'll put it like that. <laughs> and she is a uh, she was on the, uh, the these talk shows. I think she was on the View or one of the shows. The real, the real, the talk though. <laughs> Birds chirping, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I think she was on that. She kind of crossed over and wasn't really, you know, a voice in hip hop anymore. She was not making music anymore. But it's good to see she can still have fun and reminisce on her hits and still, you know, keep keep it hip hop. So that's good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad to hear it went pretty well. Next one, I believe, is supposed to be Soldier Boy and uh, Shad Moss, aka Bad Bow Wow, <laughs> and I believe that's going to be next week. I forget. Mm. I ain't see official date for that. I'm, I might have missed it. I think there is a date. Oh, it's June 26. So next week. So yeah, next week, man. Mm. Um. Hmm. I, I I will admit I'll be watching that one because I just know it's yeah. gonna be funny. It's yeah. gonna Soldier Boy is too funny to to not watch his verses, yeah. man. So we'll probably break that down the week after since it's a um, yeah yeah since we'll be recording on a Saturday. So we'll yeah we'll break that down that following week. So stay tuned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, other things that happened. Oh yes, uh, XXL announced their 2021 freshman class. Okay. Um, shit, I gotta scroll down to find what the fuck it was. Uh, and the 2021 members are Pooh Shiesty. I was gonna Lo- say let's let's see how many people we actually know. Or heard good, of. good, good, that's good, good. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> so the 2021 XXL freshman class graduation. I'm gonna name the names and we gonna say whether we know them or not before this list came out. Pooh Shiesty. I think we both know. Yes. Them. Flo Millie. Uh, I knew Flo Millie. I heard, I knew Flo I heard Millie. of her. I can't, don't ask me the name of song or nothing. She had a song rapping over, because Playboy Cardi had a song called Beef, and mm-hmm. she rapped over that beat, uh, mm-hmm. but made it something else. Now, I know her because of that song. Okay. That song is actually pretty good. So I knew Flo Millie. I also say Jasmine looks like her, too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I knew Flo Millie before this, yeah. Moray. I never heard of Moray. Me neither. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Forty two Doug. Yeah. I I I I knew of him because of that song with Future, and I think he's terrible. No, no. Remember, he had the one song with Lil Baby. The uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh pay, yeah, 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 yeah. That was probably yeah. his best song. <laughs> I think Forty Two Doug is awful, man. I yeah. I had to Det- remember what he rapped like, Detroit, and it was Detroit bad. rapper. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. They should have put TJ 
whatever his name is, TJ Nine X, whatever they call him. He was a better Detroit rapper. <laughs> um, Ian Dior. Never heard of. Is, is that even a man? I gotta see I'm who this sure. even yeah. is. <laughs> Look up because that Dior makes me think of a female, but Ian sounds like a man. What the dog? Who the fuck is this kid, man? Look up. <laughs> this dog. I got to share is screen he Asian? This shit, man. I don't know what the fuck he is, it man. Look like an Asian dude with, quick. Yeah, it look like Naomi Osaka <laughs> with dreads. <laughs> who the fuck is this, man? Look, look at this kid, dog. Like, <laughs> who the fuck? He do not look like a rapper, man. You look like a kid going through a rebellious stage. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here i don't even want to hear one song from him man. I, was, that, I, was, I was actually about to pull something up just to see what it sound like uh you can save it save it i don't want to hear him until i have to until he's on a project where i have to hear what he sounds like but until yeah. then uh, i'm good on ian dior uh next one lake yeah i'm probably saying that wrong Lakia? l-a-k-e-y-a-h is it lakia is it lakia that makes more sense. Lakia makes more sense. Yeah. Lakia. Have you heard of Lakia? I, I nah, I never heard of her. Me neither. Um, Ruby she, Rose. She kind of looked good too. Yeah, I, she do. I just saw her too. She yeah. looked pretty good. I, I heard of Ruby Rose. Um, she she actually came up on the playlist. Uh remember a couple uh months ago, I played a couple female rappers. And um I think she was one of the people I played. Ruby Rose. So I, I I heard of Ruby Rose. I've heard of Ruby Rose too. She's been uh making some waves. She honestly probably could have been a freshman last year. Uh, but yeah, better late than never, I guess. Ruby yeah. Rose is I, a twenty. I oh no, I seen a funny ass post. I guess apparently she shared the DM she got, and somebody um DM'd her and said, "Damn, um, I didn't know you was a rapper. Uh, I thought you was just a um, I think he said Instagram hoe." You like, uh, yeah. like I thought you was just an Instagram hoe. I didn't know you was a rapper, but congrats. <laughs> so uh, that was a DM she got, and she I guess she shared it. <laughs> well, I thought that was hilarious. I think in the beginning she was more known for, because I know she dated Playboy Cardi. I think mm-hmm. she was kind of known for stuff like that. But, yeah, she has been making music for a minute, man. I have heard of Ruby Rose. We can count that. Um this name, I don't even know how the fuck to pronounce it. Blast. B-L-X-S-T. I'm guessing it's Blast. Yeah, it has to be. Have you heard of Blast? No, I never heard of Blast. I got to look this Negro up to <laughs> see what the fuck they look <laughs> like. Probably a damn female. The name is already annoying. This is worse <laughs> than Six Lack to me. Yeah, he looked like, Tra- look like Travis Scott. He kind of looked like Travis Scott mixed with Lil Yachty. I don't know. <laughs> he, yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe yeah, man, he he, I, his, I could see him. He, he He's ugly enough to be a dope rapper, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way he, this nigga got on with looks alone. So he might actually yeah. be fine. I'm going to check song, him out. He got a song with Ty Dolla Sign and um, Tiger. Okay. I'm actually check that dude out, man. Because he yeah. look. Yeah, he might actually have some skill. Because he ain't get on there with looks. Uh, Tusi. Tusi. Um, I, I never heard. heard it. I never heard of Tusi. Koi Lorray. I heard a Koi. I heard I, if this, this is the same person uh, I'm thinking about. I have heard of her. Um, she asked. Yes, I heard of her. She actually had a show in Houston. 
Uh, we haven't we we didn't talk about this, but it was a big show. I want to say last month. I think it was last month um, at the Toyota Center. And mm-hmm. so it was a bunch of rappers there. Lil Durk, uh, 1501 had their own set. So Erica Banks and uh, Stunner Bam, they performed. But um, uh, Koi, she had a she had a show. And apparently she be doing numbers. She actually pretty huge. But um, she be doing numbers. She be posting how her shows be going crazy. But for some reason in Houston, everybody was just standing there. They wasn't yeah, really doing that. nothing. So. Yeah, so um, she she that kind of caught headlines a little bit, but um, yeah, apparently she got a lot of fans and a lot of people. A lot of people was going in on Houston because they felt like she, you know, they ain't really appreciated or something. But I I did hear her before. I I heard of her before, but I haven't heard the music from her. Now that you said that, because I remember that that whole thing happening with the Houston show being dead. <laughs> that reminded me, she's been Zeno's daughter. Really? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. So, Benzino put his own... Don't Benzino own... Does he still own XXL? Or I'm sure he sold it by now. What uh, Was it XXL or The Source? Was it The Source? It was The Source, you're right. Yeah, yeah. XXL was the rival because they had they were on the side of 50 Cent and Eminem. And all. Yeah, we're right. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah, but Coyla Wright is Benzino's daughter. Mm. I remember he inserted himself when that whole thing happened in Houston when the crowd wasn't feeling it. And he mm. was like, well, you know, it just happens. You know, that how you know you're popping, things like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Defending her like a good father should, I guess. But, yeah, that's mm. Benzino's daughter. Okay. Um, I forgot about that, but I have heard of Coyla Ray because of that. Plus, I've heard people talk about her music. I haven't heard any of her music personally, um, but yeah, I, we've heard of that person at least. <laughs> yeah. And finally, uh, the last member of the XXL freshman class is DDG. Yeah, I I never heard of D. <laughs> I never heard of Me him. neither. I'm looking him up. What the fuck this nigga look like? He's from Michigan. Yeah. So I wonder if okay. he, I wonder if this is a Detroit type of rapper. He from Pontiac. Maybe. He from Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, okay. So um, I guess Detroit's making waves in in hip hop. This nigga, they, uh, he don't look like nobody I want to listen to though. Yeah, they got. I'll be honest, man. Detroit is on fire right now, man. I, you know, I I don't really fuck with Detroit like that, but mm-hmm. um. Shit, man, they in the Midwest, so they doing their thing. You know, the Midwest, they don't really get recognized like that. Yeah. So yeah, they but they on fire right now. I wonder how I wonder how long this style gonna last. That the Detroit offbeat rapping. <laughs> Hopefully not too much longer, because I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> the, the, so the one Detroit rapper I do like, I don't know if you heard of him, but his name Pac-Man. He mm-hmm. the real you heard of him? Oh, B, oh that fat yeah that dude's hilarious man. I, 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 man I've been trying yeah, to get him on BFB the podcast. Yeah, the Pac Man. I've been trying to get him on the podcast. He he's a funny dude, man. And I actually just listen to it. That's probably the one Detroit rapper as far as the style Detroit. Um, that's the one rapper I actually listen to. That's that's the one I really appreciate. He fucking hilarious, man. And he still d- he still work for the post office. <laughs> yeah, he said he still it. works at UPS or whatever. <laughs> this, nigga, but, uh, this nigga made a post saying his manager made him mad, so he wore a chain that cost more than what she uh what he or she make. 
So he had like a fucking uh, Cuban. I got. I guess it was a Cuban. Link. I don't know, but he said he had a chain on that. Two chains on that cost more than his manager's salary. <laughs> and he out there in the mail suit. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's fucking hilarious, man. Like, why I, yeah, is he I don't still get how that's there? supposed. To, yeah, that. I mean, the boss is the winner in that case because he could. He's still your boss. So I don't see how wearing a chain, just, like, just quit. That's why. If you no, can that's why it's so fucking funny. <laughs> It like, is. Why is now, that dude's hilarious. <laughs> but that dude's hilarious. That song Free Joe Exotic was one of my favorite songs when it came out, man. That shit's hilarious. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's like to me, he's a um and I mean no disrespect by this, but to me he's a funnier uh E forty, a, a better version of E forty to me. I feel like he's kind of like remember Bizarre from D twelve? Yeah, but a a better version of Bizarre. Like he could actually rap. Bizarre couldn't really rap. He was just yeah. saying crazy shit. I never cared for Bizarre, man. <laughs> yeah, he was terrible. He he was bad. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think he's like a better version of Bizarre, basically. Yeah. So out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven members of the freshman class, we knew one, two, three. Four. <laughs> we, knew we knew four people or five people. We knew Pooch Icey, Flo Millie, 42 Doug, Ruby Rose, and Coyle Ray. Yeah. That's pretty so, damn good, man. <laughs> From our standards. Because it was yeah. at one point where I ain't know nobody. <laughs> Last year, I don't think I really knew anybody. Well, I knew a few. Last year was Polo G, Jack Harlow, NLE Choppa, Rod Way, Baby Keem, Lil TJ, Chica, Lil Keed, 24K Golden, Cowboy, Mulatto, and Fibio Foreign. Now, did we know them before? or Because I, obviously we know a lot of them now. Yeah. But I can't remember if I knew all of them during that time. I can't remember either. I But I knew... Like looking back, okay, I definitely know most people on this list now, but some mm-hmm. I still don't know, like 24K Golden and Chica. Yeah. I was looking back, looking back, I think the worst, and maybe I didn't look back far enough, but I feel like the worst uh, class had to be the 27, not the 2017, the 2018 class. Mm. This had to be the worst class. This, <laughs> this class had. Trippy Red, which I, I like Trippy Red. I, that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, Ski Master Slump God. He, he's all right. Lil Pump. Smoke yeah. Perp. Jid, J-I-D. Steflon Don. Block Boy JB. YBN Namir. And Wi-Fi's Funeral. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, where are they at now? <laughs> that had to be the worst class, man. Smoke yeah. Perp, what he didn't. Per, Smoke Perp ain't even have a hit song. Yeah, Wi Fi's funeral ain't ever had a hit. Like these niggas, they were all in the same click to that XXX Tentacion Miami click. Yeah, and Ski Mask is the only one of them who was a good rapper. Yeah, this is like having a, a freshman class and putting all of D twelve in it. Yeah, <laughs> proof is really the only one who was good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the only one that's really still going, that's still kind of making noise, I guess, is um, Trippy Red. He kind of yes. got his own fan base though. Um, shit, and um, uh, I would probably say JID just off the strength. He he's with J Cole. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that's that's all I yeah. That's all I got from Black Boy JB is a one hit wonder so far. He really is, dog. I saw a tweet somebody clowned him. They said Black Boy JB in some warehouse somewhere, and his coworkers, you know, they don't believe he had a song with Drake. <laughs> 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 he going around saying he had a song with Drake and nobody believe him. <laughs> like, damn. That, yeah. yeah, that fool came and went, man. Yeah, that's the one thing Drake like. Drake tried with that one. <laughs> he gave him a hook and everything. That, that's another discussion too. Is the Drake is the Drake stimulus package dead? Because he used to put people on with a verse. Yeah, I don't think he's done that. You can. Kind of argue little baby, maybe. I think little baby would have made it regardless, but yeah. he did give little baby a boost when he did yes indeed with him. Since then, or even before that, I mm. can't really remember anybody he really put on. Yeah, he been on some shit, but um, I'm not sure if it would have if if it really gave them a boost. Um, he uh is it Yum Blue? I think he got the song. He he on some song that kind of get played in rotation all the time. But I'm not sure if that's if if that really made that artist bigger. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think the stimulus package might be dying out, man. Mm. Yeah. I don't think the features hit for what they used to anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to see what else he was on. But yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. It, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Because the I, I feel like maybe the last one was the Black Boy JB. Or, yeah. Because I had no idea who he was. And I just remember that uh, that snippet of that song being out. And it was just like, damn, this shit hard. You know what I mean? And that was pretty much it. And you could, you could kind of tell because... When you hear that song in the club, they don't ever play JB part, <laughs> Black Boy yeah. JB part. It's just the Drake part, and that's it. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's kind. I mean, I, I guess you could say it's smart because they plan it. But we, I, we actually had this conversation. Mm-hmm. How they, you know, it, like would you let Drake go on the song first? And it's, it's like, damn. I mean, your song getting played, but they're gonna cut it off at your verse type thing. Yeah, and to be fair, Black Boy JB's verse was terrible on that song. Man. Yeah. Like, it, it was not... Like, Lil Baby, I honestly felt like he had a great verse on Yes Indeed. That was probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite that, yeah, uh, wah, 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 bitch, I'm Lil Baby. Stupid <laughs> shit like wah, that. Wah, wah, wah. Shit wah. like a baby. <laughs> like, that was such an awful line, but it was also kind of fire. Yeah. So, like, he actually had a pretty good verse. He, uh... He was rapping his ass off honestly on that song, man. So yeah. I think a, a good verse can save you, but Black Boy JB mailed in that fucking verse, man. It was trash. So you and you go get the money. Get the, go, go. <laughs> it's just like all right, DJ T- uh, yeah. fade, fade this bitch out. He, yeah, he should have maybe maybe it was his song before Drake jumped on it, but Dr- he should have redone his verse after <laughs> Drake put that verse on the song. That's probably man. the best he can do. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. Maybe that's why he's where he is right now. But yeah. anyway, just a, just a quick look back at some of the freshman classes, man. We can rank them one day if there's nothing else better to do. Yeah. They made a whole list of them. And uh, yeah, we'll look back one day. Yeah. Um, 
other things. Do you want to go into what a bro knows now? Break it up a little bit. Um, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. That's cool. <laughs> All right. In this week's edition of what a bro knows, I, I haven't even clicked this, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I'm pretty sure I've already seen this. And I believe it's the uh, reality show with the woman. Yes. Yeah, I knew what it was. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious, <laughs> man. <laughs> so TLC has a show. I already forgot what the show was called. I guess they show uh, what the fuck is this show called? Let me skip the. Okay, I can't even see what the show was called, but I guess it's it's something about siblings who are too close, and they they share their experience. And this black lady and her daughter appeared on the show, and they talked about how close they are. And I'll let you hear exactly how close they are as they described on this TLC show. Mom, are you coming? I'm coming. I'm about to get my stuff. I'm Carla. I'm 44. And this is my daughter. I'm Rakia. I'm 26 years old. And we live in Jacksonville, Alabama. That's already a strike. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any lotion. Bring some with you. My mother is the most important person in the world to me. I can lean on her. I can depend on her for anything, and I appreciate that. Like, I really, really do. Don't cry. Thank you. They they honestly look like best friends. We do everything together. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everything. Watch a movie together, cook together. Twerk. Go off. Go crazy. Show up. She's the first person I see when I wake up and the person I see when I lay down. I couldn't imagine my life without my mom being in it. It would ruin me. I wouldn't know what to do, how to function. I would lose a part of myself, and I don't even want to imagine that. I've had people say that we're too close, point blank. And I was like, what? I don't see why they feel like our relationship is like so bizarre or weird. Okay, you got to spread it open a little bit. Right now, she is waxing her mom. This slowing down, but I can't tell. I probably should have did it before I put it on there. My mother and I have been waxing each other for quite some time now. Oh my God. <laughs> this time, let me know when you're about to rip I've seen it. a lot of All women right. co signing this, saying this is cool. Four, three, two. Oh, oh that was a good one. Hurt. Goodness gracious. Those are some coarse ones. Jeez. It shocks people if we share the things that we do. I showed her my first sex tape about two years ago. I showed oh my her goodness. my first sex tape maybe a year ago. I was like, hey, I want to spice things up. I bought this outfit, you know. All right, I'm going to stop it right there. That's kind of okay. that's kind of the gif of it, uh, the gifs of it. Yeah, um, and you had a question. Uh, would you date a woman who was this close to her mother? Yes. <laughs> um, first off, you can the question of whether or not this is weird. I I think it's definitely weird, but I also think women are different from men in that I I think it's weird to do this shit with your mother, but a lot of women have a girlfriend that that they do this type of stuff with. They don't see each other naked. They don't wax each other, probably see each other's sex. They probably send each other like when Cardi B sent that nude out. And she said she meant to send that to her friends. Yeah. And she sent it to everybody. Like women, women just share nudes with each other. Like that is typical. I think we as men don't really understand that because we would never do some shit like that. 
yeah. not trying to wax a nigga or <laughs> see him naked. So I think we as men look at that weird, but women think like, okay, we just have friends like that. Now mm-hmm. I think, and I know some women who are close with their mother and talk about everything with their mother, mm-hmm. but I think they took it to another level with waxing each other and the sex tape thing. <laughs> I think that's a little weird. What about you, Figgy? You think that's strange? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's strange, and I. I think the one alarming thing was her explaining like, "Hey, she's. You know, I got to do everything with her. I can't see myself without her. You know, I would just go crazy without her." Type of thing. To me, that was a little alarming because I feel like if I'm with that woman, I probably won't have any privacy. So everything me and my girl do in private, her mom probably know. Everything I tell her, her mom probably know too because they they share everything. This this couple, I mean, I was about to say this couple, but this Hmm. mother and daughter look like they don't hold any type of secrets. Everything they do is together and... I, I think that's a bit alarming. That's a bit excessive. I, I, I don't want to go too far and say that's a it's, it's it look like a mental thing, but it to me it is kind of scary because you do see some mothers and daughters have a tight relationship, but it is some type of line that they don't really cross. It, it is some type of privacy they have where, you know, I know that's my mother. I, I, I tell her a lot of stuff, but. I don't tell her what I do in the bedroom or we don't we don't be describing everything like that or I don't want to know her sex life. You know, I might know what she talking. I might know who she talking to, but she don't tell me what she did in the bedroom last night with this guy. So it is some type of boundary to it. But this, I, I don't think I could talk to anybody that was like that. That's kind of obsessive. And I feel like. Uh, when push comes shove, she will probably she will probably push me in the fire to you know j- just to be cool with her mom. <laughs> you know what I mean, it, 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 it's, it's it's really strange, man. It's really strange. Yeah, it is. But to answer your question about what I date a woman now, like now, that, now I'm, I'm talking. Let me make it clear. I'm talking about Ashley being in a relationship. Not just a one night stand or nothing. Okay, I, I, I know you. I know you was probably smash anybody, but Man, I'm, stop I'm, it, stop I'm, it. I'm talking about a, a a real relationship. Like, hey, we are together. This is my girlfriend. Like, could you see yourself dating somebody like that? Well, here's the thing. Like, what you said about her sharing everything with her mother. Like, all women got that one friend that they share everything about you with anyway. Yeah. So like that 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 that's just comes with the territory. Like there's always gonna be one person that knows all your business, and that's unfortunate. But what I date, like, look, these women look good. I'll say that much. So if they looked that honestly, I'll be trying to get the threesome popping. So yes, I would date. I would date to see if I could at least get that happening. If it don't happen, then I would move on. No, I would not marry this person. <laughs> no, because that 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 seems like a headache waiting to happen with a woman that close to her mother, and then you got to see her as well. Like it, it you could tell it's gonna cause problems in the future. But would I date? Yes. I'm, I'm talking, but see, I, see, I, I'm talking about like a real relationship, not yeah, a, like a real, not just the hey, you know, let me see if I could get both of them in the bed type of thing. I'm talking about 
real life dating, living together type of date. Like that's your yeah. that's your official woman, not just a hey, you know she look good. I'm about to try to smash. If it don't work out, then I'm out. Like a real life girlfriend. I mean that que- I get what you're saying, and I get the question, <laughs> but that would depend on other factors too. Like if she was annoying as shit and this close to her mother, no. <laughs> but if she had basically, I, I think of everything as a, a scale. You weigh the pros and cons, and then you make a decision who you're going to date long-term or not. And the pros just got to outweigh the cons, or at least be somewhat even with it. So, if there's other issues with her, too, as well as her being this close to her mother and, and choosing her over everything, then no. But if she do everything else, if she's all about me when we're together, but then she's just close to her mom, too, that would be yeah. cool, but it would it would depend. But based off this documentary, would I date long term? Hell no. <laughs> Just because it, yeah. it, it seems too weird. Yeah. Uh, this particular girl in this um, show, I don't see her having any guy time for real. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure she do have. Obviously, I guess she made a sex tape, but I I feel like she will always cho- probably hang with her mother over her dude. <laughs> It will always if a dude be like, "Hey, let's you know, I I, I want to let's go to Costa Rica or something," she'll probably be like, "Hey, all right, only if my mom come," or "No, I can't go because I'm going over yeah. Aunt Betty's house with my mom." I feel like this the type of chick you'll be dating. <laughs> yeah, probably. You'll and never the- get no you time. It will always be, "Hey, is me? Can my mom come?" When if you want to go out to eat, hey, my mom coming too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be annoying as shit. And then you know she'd probably... It was weird when she said, my mother's the first thing I see when I wake up and the last thing when I go to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. are you planning to live with your mother forever? Like, what What does that really mean? So, yeah, yeah, man. Um, I think it's a no for both of us in that case. <laughs> um, the sidebar, though, TLC got to change their name. It ain't the learning channel no more, dog. All these fucking ratchet ass <laughs> reality ratchet ass shows yeah. on TLC and Discovery. Discovery is bad too. Yeah, like this nigga, we ain't discovering nothing about <laughs> nature of life no more. It's all about ice road truckers and some stupid horse shit. Yeah. So yeah, these these stations got to change their name. You ain't the learning. Maybe they call yeah. it something else now, but it ain't yeah. it ain't the learning that, channel. That's no how more, I feel man. about TV Land. Remember TV Land used to show yeah. all the old classic shit. Now it's nothing but reality shows, yeah. some game shows, and uh, everybody's loves Raymond. Like that's not no classic old classic show. So it, it, eh. it, it got hot in Cleveland. What the hell is that? That's a new show. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It, it's not the same. Now it's not the, the TV land is not like titled the classic channel or nothing. But it basically it, was. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of washed now. Yeah, I did notice a while back they were putting game shows and stupid shit on TV land. So. Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer had a show on yeah. there. Like, uh, no, I want to see fucking I Love Lucy reruns. and Leave the Beaver. And yeah, the all that old shit. school. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see no new shit on TV yeah, land. I think the, the only shit they put on there now is like Andy Griffin and fucking Bonanza. <laughs> yeah. Gunsmoke uh, or some shit. Fucking mash. <laughs> Can't stand Mash, dog. Man, I, I told people around here how how much I hated Mash, and when Mash come on, 
you know it's time to go to bed. Yes. You know they looked at me crazy like, what? Like, no, that's one of the greatest shows of all time. Like, shit. They must have been over 50. 50 and white. They had to be. Because <laughs> MASH, MASH was like the biggest show on TV when it came out. I think the finale for the longest time was like the highest rated finale show or TV episode ever. Yeah. By a lot, like tens of millions. Yeah. But then again, they only had like three channels. See, that's why I don't take ratings seriously, nigga. You had three options to choose yeah. from on a niggas fucking had Friday that, night. Niggas had that on that channel just by choice. I right. mean, by, by default. <laughs> Am I going to watch ABC, CBS, or Fox? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see what show I want to watch. Um, now we got thousands of channels, man. Ain't, yeah. ain't nobody pulling they ain't no, no. They ain't about to do those numbers now. Yeah. Fucking 80% of the country watching, man. Come on now. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, fuck MASH, man. I don't, they, them dudes had to be old as shit to love a show like MASH. Even, that even shit the, was awful. Even the theme song was awful, man. Dog, that like you said, that's when you knew it was time to go to bed. <laughs> Me and my sister used to watch fucking regular access TV, and it would be like uh, dog racing coming on at midnight. We would watch that. We would get hype over that. It would be like Greyhound racing. We get hyped for that, but then when the fucking MASH theme came on, we're like, well, fun's over. <laughs> fucking trash ass song, you'll be, you'll be sitting there, you'll be watching like Mary with Children, you'll be watching all types of sitcoms, and when this shit come on, alright, yeah. you knew, you knew it was time to switch the channel, man. Fucking, yeah. So, yeah, MASH sucks, man. I don't care what anybody says. That show was terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, so moving on. I know we digressed a little bit. We had to take a trip down memory lane. Uh, other things that happened this week that we got to react to. Uh, Figgy, how do you feel about what's going on in the NBA right now? Um, your boy, the kid from Akron, uh, the king from Cleveland, oh, yeah. <laughs> the land. I forget the uh, land, he, he as he Akron. said. He from Akron. The la- <laughs> he said. He said the <laughs> land, man. <laughs> Uh, That's how you know a nigga from Akron when he's calling Cleveland the land. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you so have y'all disowned LeBron because of him leaving? I think a, a, to be honest, man, it's a lot of diehard LeBron fans. No matter what, I would figure they, they kind of LeBron fans are kind of like Kobe fans. They all over the place. Like you, you see LeBron fans in Houston and to the point. I um this was before he left, but um. I thought it, I ran into a couple people with LeBron jerseys and everything Cleveland, and I had to check like, "Oh, you from Cleveland?" Ain't like, "No, I'm just a LeBron fan." Yeah. So it's just like, like it, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Like you no, rocking it, all that Cleveland shit, and you ain't even no Cleveland fan. You a LeBron fan, but um, yeah, I think a lot of people kind of, I think they was done with him after that last year. It was just like, all right, bro. Like, we know you leaving. You don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of, you know, he was playing. His, he was playing his ass off, but you could tell when the nigga done. <laughs> you can see the body body language and all that shit. We know he ain't fuck with the owner. So yeah. we, I think every Cleveland person was just tired, and um, they they really don't give a shit at this point, man. I feel you. It makes sense. But he still has a lot to say. Of course, Space Jam 2 is coming out soon, so we got to make (laughs) sure his name's a trending topic, I guess. Because uh, the NBA playoffs is still going. Of course, the L.A. Lakers were eliminated in the first round um, because of injuries, to be fair. And now there seems to be an influx of injuries going on in the NBA playoffs. 
Uh, Kawhi is hurt. Uh, CP3, Chris Paul had COVID, and now he's out. Um, who else? James Harden is hurt. Uh, Anthony Davis, of course, got hurt, and that's probably the reason why they lost against the Suns. Um, and somebody else. Oh, Kyrie, I think, is hurt, too. Kyrie yeah. was missing the game. He was hurt. So, yes, all the All-Stars have been decimated, it seems like, this season, man. And LeBron took to Twitter to say, and he he, <laughs> he had to get this off his chest, I guess. They all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only want to protect the well-being of players, which ultimately is all caps product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just all caps part of the game. It's the <laughs> lack of all caps pure rim rest before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine all stars, all caps again, has missed playoff games in parentheses most in league history. This is the best time of year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person that know about the body and how it works all year round, it's me, all caps. <laughs> I speak for the health of all our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. Prayer, hands, and king emoji. <laughs> Now, uh, he to, to be fair, LeBron was the one raising concern. And, of course, the Lakers won the championship, the bubble championship. And then a few months later, they had an early restart. I think they did 72 games in a regular season uh, going into the playoffs. And uh, there was an agreement. It was agreed upon with the players' union and the league. I think if they skipped games, they would have forfeited money and left money on the table. So there was a discussion. But LeBron was outspoken at the time about this, the sudden start of the season, and he said it would be a problem for the league. So what did LeBron have a point here? Did the NBA come back too soon, or are these injuries just a part of the game and LeBron's being salty because the Lakers got eliminated <laughs> in the first round? Now, I do think they came back a little soon because they usually don't have this quick of a turnaround when it comes to a season. So, um I do I do think he had a point there, but um as far as the injuries, man, I I wouldn't say, hey, this is why, you know, Kawhi's hurt and all these other people getting hurt. I think they've been kinda hiding them all the time though. They how many times they re uh they took rest games? They've been resting them a lot. I I just think some of the injuries were um unfortunate. But I, I do think they they they, you see how they do with Kawhi Leonard? This dude barely play. He never play mm -hmm. a whole season, and probably twenty percent of the time he resting. It's just a you know coach decision rest, and um. So I I don't I don't know about that. I don't, I wouldn't say all these injuries is because you know the lack of rest. I just think it's kind of unfortunate. I but like I said, I do agree with him. Um, they I do think they started early. And they had more games throughout the week, I want to say. I want to say this year they had um, more games than usual throughout the the regular week. So um, I, I do think he have a point there, but I wouldn't blame it on, um, I guess, the superstars getting hurt, and this is why it's like this. I just think it's kind of unfortunate, man. We, 
the NBA been like that for years. It's always unfortunate injuries that happen at the wrong time. You you seen it with the Warriors with Clay. He fortunately got hurt twice, and so he missing what two to three years at this point. So uh, I think I think I think some of the injuries are unfortunate, but it wasn't like a injury where you know they would you know they didn't get hurt on the court. And they were just tired or something and just got bad knees and because of the, you know, the more games they've been playing or lack of rest. I think that I, I think these coaches have been doing a good job resting these players as as is. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. They the big three barely played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um I don't think it's because of a lack of rest. But I do think he I I, I do think he's right with when when it comes to how quick they started back. Because they started back real quick. Yeah, they did. But I also kind of feel like LeBron's just making a built-in excuse. Because I, I I realized after, and I think it was the problem was like all the injuries got announced on the same day. So it seemed like, oh, wow, everybody's hurt now. And then LeBron made the tweet. And now suddenly everybody's talking about, oh, this is the real asterisk season. You know, this is the season that has the asterisk on it. This one don't count. And like, well, y'all be saying this if LeBron was still in it. If LeBron <laughs> went back to back, would y'all be saying this one don't count? I just be honest, man, was y'all was y'all's takes on sports now. LeBron's salty because AD got hurt, but AD always gets hurt, man. Yeah. Like he's been injury prone for a while now. It, it would be very surprising if he made it through the playoffs, even if they started when they were supposed to. Yeah. It would be surprising if he made it through injury free for this whole season. Like people, Kawhi has been hurt ever since he left San Antonio, San Antonio and they criticized him for missing a whole lot. I think something's wrong with him that we just don't really know because he low manages now and can't play back to backs and stuff. But he's never he has like an undisclosed injury that we never really understood what it is. But I think it's something actually wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And he 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 just it's an injury we we're just not aware of, but he's been injured. Same thing with uh, who else is hurt? Right, James Harden never gets hurt. That's one thing I, I'll say. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. James Harden don't usually get hurt, and he played had to play a lot without any superstars because Kyrie was taking excursions and KD was <laughs> out, so he had to carry the load sometimes. Yeah. Kyrie's been injured. You know, so these are players who dealt with injuries before in a regular ass season. And Kyrie got it, got injured on the court. Yeah, he rolled his ankle too. So that's one and that of the stuff like he's that out. just happens. Man. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- I will say this: um, Did Kawhi get hurt on the court, or was this something afterwards? Be- I don't know exactly <laughs> what happened to Kawhi. I haven't been following too closely, yeah. to be honest. This one was kind of strange to me. This. I will say the uh, the Kawhi injury was a little strange because um, it was like it, it wasn't like he had an accident on the court and you know messed him up. This seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere. It was like hey, he, you know, he got a sore knee or something like that, and then it came out that he's out for the rest of the playoffs. This was like oh shit. yeah. So I don't know if he was hiding his injury or or he just had sore knees all this time and aggravated something. But um, that one is an eye, uh, eye raiser, but I wouldn't blame the uh, the rest on all of these injuries. You could probably make a case for that one 
or um, or even maybe a James Harden. But I just feel like stuff like that just happens. But um, you could, I would say you can make a case for James Harden and maybe Kawhi and probably Kawhi. But I wouldn't blame all these superstars getting hurt as a um, as the reason. Yeah, and the thing that annoys me, I just don't like the narrative being written right now because I see it happening. I see if the Phoenix Suns win, it'll be seen as, oh, the fluke championship. Oh, that they came back too fast and everybody got hurt championship. It's the same way people write off the Houston Rockets championships. Oh, Jordan was retired, so it didn't really count. Like, nigga, he he chose to play baseball, not (laughs) – and everybody had a chance. They got the cars they was dealt. People want to sit here and and tell me that the bubble championship counts. And I think that's the super asterisk. <laughs> Niggas playing in the empty gym with no kind of interference. Yeah. And, and fucking all no these pressure. people. Who, yeah, these people who were, I'm not going to say bums, but turning the superstars that's, in the bubble. Yeah. And then came back and that's, went to their regular that, ass self. That's like playing a game in a wreck. <laughs> Like after just, like a five month break, man. Yeah, just imagine playing a game in a uh, in a local gym, a championship game in the local gym. It's not really like that, but if you if you're playing with a, in a big crowd in a big place with crowd, you know, people everywhere that that can change a lot of shit. <laughs> so yeah, yes, yeah. So Plus I, the ex- yeah, I would look at that as an asterisk. And you playing in there's no home court advantage. So yeah, I, I look at uh, last year's Astros. Me, I, I do too. But some people think it's legit because well, every team had a chance. So whatever, whatever you you think the if it's legit or not, I'm sure if you're a Lakers fan, you're gonna say it's legit. Of course you are, yeah. but. I just don't like the because I didn't hear any of these media people saying when the season started this is the bad idea. I remember when they came back in the bubble. Everybody was saying it was a bad idea. Yeah. They were saying, Cole, we're still in a pandemic. It's not going to work. We can't do this right now. Social issues are happening. Remember, Kyrie was on that shit, too. Social mm-hmm. issues are all this stuff is happening. We should not go back to playing basketball. People yeah. said that yeah. this year. Nobody said anything. <laughs> nobody had any reservations about coming back this mm-hmm. early, except yeah. LeBron did say it. I give him that much. But all these media people in outlets did not have these stories about the NBA made a big mistake coming back this early. They did not. I did not see any of that. And now suddenly it's the narrative now. Yeah. Dude, this is the fluke season because they came. the NBA got too greedy and they came back too soon. I just don't like that. It gets on my nerves, man. Yeah. And, um, we mentioned it on the podcast or I mentioned it uh, earlier on the podcast how I felt like LeBron was kind of setting himself up. He knew he was going to get out of it in the first round for some reason. But remember, he was talking about how Steph Curry is uh, he he deserved the MVP. He was kind of setting it up like, shit, we might lose this game against the Warriors or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> he was kind of setting it up like, hey, you know, I'm not. Oh, he mentioned how I, you know, I'll probably never be 100 percent again ever again. Yeah. yeah OK. He was kind of setting it up like my body ain't the same type shit, even though it's, it's probably true. But he was kind of setting the story up like he knew he wasn't going to make it throughout this whole playoffs. And <laughs> although it, it, it happened. <laughs> it's just corny to me, man. I just don't want to see a team like the Suns win it and then them get written off because, well, everybody was hurt and it was an asterisk season. I don't yeah, like that, man. Yeah, They've they been balling too, man. I, I no. think they would have been there regardless, man. 
especially with Chris Paul. So yeah, I, I think they nah they, they don't deserve that. Maybe the Lakers probably deserve the asterisk last year. But this year, man, if the Suns win it all, they do not deserve none of that. I agree, man. I do want to see Chris Paul get a ring, man. I think it deserves it. Would be good for Booker too. So Yeah. Who we'll would you see, rather man. see get a ring first? Chris Paul or James Harden? Chris Paul, 100%. Okay. James Harden still got time. He's on a fucking like Chris Paul is on the like he gets shipped to a new team every year. Yeah, and they do. He has and no and time to build a core. Yeah. Yes. He made the playoffs every time. James Harden got time with the Nets. If they keep that core together, they'll be in the finals the damn near every they're the new heat. They're yeah. gonna be there in the mix every single year. They got time. As long as they can stay healthy, they got time. Chris Paul don't got time. Yeah. You know, who knows if the Suns can hold this together? Who knows if he even is, is with the team next year? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would rather see Chris Paul get it right now. I know Rockets fans are all beside themselves because Chris Paul or James Harden yeah. might get a man, ring. I'm Rockets like, fans been all over the place in this playoffs, man, because even the um, the Brook, um, Brooklyn playing Milwaukee, you remember, you still got the people that don't like Giannis at all. Yeah. Because he still he pretty much took them MVPs from Harden or a MVP from Harden. And then you got the people that hate Harden. So they kind of all over the place. <laughs> so Rockets Twitter has gone through a civil war right now, man. You, and you could tell there were some people who just like James Harden and didn't. This, this is current. This is what I hate. I know we're getting way off topic now, <laughs> but this is the current NBA fandom. Like, people are fans of players and not teams. And sometimes you think they're fans of the teams because, hey, they root for all P.J. Tuckers and Eric Gordons and all those people. But once James Harden left, suddenly they're Nets fans. Suddenly all the Rockets are trash. They ain't winning nothing. Uh, They're they're such a garbage team. Like, you see a lot of the fan base is now rooting for the Nets and rooting for James Harden. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and then some people are just too salty about it still. What happened happened, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it sucks, but it is what it is. It's going to be tough, man, because uh, the Rockets haven't been like this in a very long time. Not that I can remember. I can't remember them having a, a terrible season like this in a long time, probably since the last time they had the number one overall pick, I want to say. Did they, did they have a bad season that year? I, I want to say, yeah. Uh, the last they, time the Rockets had a number one, I, was Yao the number one pick? Yeah, he was I forgot. number one. Yeah, I, was, was I, one. I can't even remember that season before that, man. Yeah, I'm guessing. They might have got that pick from somebody else. Okay, I, yeah, I couldn't remember, but yeah, but my point is they had a long, it would been a long time since they had the, the worst record ever. <laughs> so, um. It's tough. You you just see a lot of people like, oh yeah, well, all they got to do is if they get the number overall pick and they get this player, they back in it. And they got the young core, and it it just don't work like that in the NBA, in my opinion. Like yeah. the the most you see is uh, that work similar to that is probably you looking at the Phoenix Suns now, and probably I will I will probably say the Golden State Warriors. They were the prime example of you know. The, the the tanking and draft they they it, this is if you draft well they drafted pretty good too they drafted Steph uh, Steph Curry, um, Clay Thompson then they got Draymond Green in the second round which rarely have you really don't get that much talent in the second round like that and um and then they they kind of build around they had Harrison Barnes 
they they actually built the team and they end up getting to the point where they won seventy three games. But you rarely see shit like that. But um, I don't know, Rockets fan. It's it's gonna take some time, man. <laughs> it's gonna take. It's definitely gonna take some time. So I I kind of feel bad. I know how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know how it is. You gonna go through these times where you know you you always get the third or fourth pick, and these players are kind of average, and you know they don't really pan out. You you got this young team, but you you still bad. So you're trying to figure it out. So hope, hopefully they you know it, it don't work out like that, but I think it will, man. <laughs> Yeah, they got to figure it out, man. Um, yeah, well, but we'll see. I, I think things will get worse before they get better, man. Actually, I think honestly, got to get much worse. They were the worst team in the league, but yeah, and whatever. Think about it. You ain't you got to tell me Fatida, who probably you know he probably ain't trying to spend that much. Yeah, and you don't have Daryl Morey anymore, who you know who want who wants to win, don't want to tank. Yeah. So it, it's it's gonna be different, man. You you gonna have a couple bad seasons. So if you're a Rockets fan, just I guess if you want to jump ship, just be patient, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Wise words, man. Adam Silver needs to go ahead and hook up that NBA draft number one pick if they for get, us because we've you, suffered enough. You know what would be fucked up, man. So apparently, if if the Rockets get into the top four, then they keep the pick. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't get the top four pick at all, then they got to ship that pick to um, Oklahoma City because oh, that, was, that was part of the uh, the um, uh, Chris Paul trade. trade. Yeah, yeah. So um, if that if that do happen, man, if they get like number five, they got to ship that shit to OKC. That will that will really be a kick in the nuts, man. <laughs> I think, well, look, me, I think the NBA draft is rigged, so I don't think that's going to happen, but who the fuck knows, man? If it did I, happen, that would be hilarious yeah. <laughs> in just how shitty it is. So Yeah, I, I want to yeah. say that um, the lottery pick is this week, so um, okay. I'm going to call my shot. I think they're going to get the number one overall pick. I hope so, man. I, yeah, like I you said, so. it's, I I, like you said, it's rigged. They lost the superstar, didn't really they get suffered. nothing back. Yeah. Yes. So I think they got it. They can't just not give them anything. I think they got to give them number one. It's about due time, too. The last time I they agree. had one was Yao Ming. Yes. So 2002. I, yeah. So I think it's time if they, you know, them get the number one overall pick. I think they deserve it over Minnesota, who had it like five times in a row and shit. Yeah. And then that was because Sam Hinkie, nobody liked that. He was obviously tanking. And then when he didn't tank, um, well, when they when they fired him the next season, they got the number one pick suddenly uh, with Philly, yeah. which was hilarious. Yeah, that's how you know that she was fucking yeah. rigged. But whatever. <laughs> um, other things that happened, we got to talk about Kevin Hart <laughs> because Kevin Hart. I'm trying to scroll. This nigga tweet too much. I can't even find the whole tweet thread. Fuck, I'm not looking. Basically, he I guess he felt emotional or something. Uh and talk, he Oh, people talk about he ain't funny. People I yeah, and people been saying that for a long time. Remember he got on Clubhouse when somebody made a room called Is Kevin Hart Funny? Yeah. <laughs> and he got in and started defending himself. Got real salty. And of course everybody started sucking up to him after that part when he got in the room. Yeah. But uh he went ahead and he he I guess he had something to say 
to people. He he tweeted this. He said the quote, he's not funny. Slander is the best. This is for you. I have three stand up comedy specials that fall in the top 10 highest grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are top three of all time. Wait, did he? That, that what it said? Two of my specials are. Yeah, two of my specials three. are top three of all time. And then I'm trying to scroll because this nigga tweet too much. But basically, he did bring up the line of that J. Cole line, that terrible, terrible J. Cole line <laughs> about how if you're uh if you're if you're hating on a million, if you're making jokes about a if you're something, if you're slandering a millionaire, the joke is on you, basically. Oh yeah. If you're broken, joke joking about a millionaire, the joke's on you. <laughs> Which was an awful line when J. Cole said it. And I knew that these fucking celebrities gonna take that line and start applying it to Twitter whenever we yeah. have a problem with what they he, say. Yeah, he tweeted, uh, J. Cole said it best. If you're laughing at a millionaire, the joke's on you in all caps. Yeah. Now back to your regular schedule program. Live, love, and laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's always that they always yeah. add that live, love, and laugh horse was, shit in when he gets some sensitive ass he tweets. Was, off. He was going there. I'm looking at the tweets now. He was saying, um, I have been the highest um grossing comedian in entertainment for years now. I have also been the highest grossing comedian in the box with over four million uh four billion, that's what it be, in earnings. I have also turned my comedic talent into a place of business and branding and radio and other uh, revenue streams. The hate slash slander fuels me to do more. You guys are what makes the business fun because it's not about getting to the top. It's about doing your best to stay on top after you get there. I rarely talk shit, but I felt I needed to today. Stop believing the headlines and read the actual articles you guys fall for the banana and the tailpipe trick every damn time <laughs> and i don't know what article he's even talking about i don't yeah. even care to look it up yeah but I, <laughs> I, i've always thought Jer- kevin hart like look i, I feel like I, i've defended some of the things he's done because look and once you get to a certain level of fame you're gonna keep doing what works for you and Kevin Hart's going to keep playing as Kevin Hart character until the wheels fall off. And they might never fall off. But I just the fact that he tried to prove that he was the funniest comedian by saying he's he's the highest selling. Like, no, I feel like no comedian should think that. I feel yeah. like the real comedians think that the mainstream ones are the worst. Yeah. So there are a lot of terrible comedians that have been the highest selling. Like Larry the Cable Guy. Is one of the highest selling <laughs> comedians of all time. Andrew Dice Clay, Dane Cook, like some of these people were awful, yeah. and they were the highest selling comedians at, at their time. And I guarantee you, when Kevin Hart was coming up, he was looking at them and like, damn, I'm I'm sure he was thinking he was way funnier than them, but he yeah. wasn't selling shit. So mm-hmm. now selling, he thinks that's proof of his his funniness, the fact that he sold a whole lot. Yeah. Which, which is just interesting, but yeah, that's that shouldn't be the main argument to me. Like, I'm not saying numbers don't matter at all, but that shouldn't be your main argument. We we, we go through this with artists all the time. When artists just sit there and say, "Hey, I'm the best. Look, I'm look at the numbers I'm doing." Like, those numbers don't last all the time. So when those numbers start dropping, do that means you're not the best anymore? 
So that's yeah. The, it's it's the same thing with the rappers, man. Like it's not always about the numbers. It's about it's it's about the actual content too. That you could put you could add the content with the numbers. You got some people like some Jay Z's who do numbers and have actual good, you know, content. But I don't want to sit here and say, hey, um, name whoever rapper that's not that good, uh, Macklemore or something like that, and say, hey, you know, he's doing numbers, so he's the best rapper out here. Like, nah, it don't really go like that. And people don't really respect it when you just throw out the money, the uh, the numbers you doing. And that's what gets on my nerves, too, because I feel like, you know, all these all these comedians and at rappers wish they were athletes secretly and all the athletes wish they were rappers. But basically, I feel like these people and rappers, too, they're looking for a way to prove that they're they're the best. And you really can't. That's up to people's opinion. Yeah. You so the closest the they talk. can get, the closest they can get is to say I sold the most. But let, let's say, taking that into a sports context, you can actually use that to make it like, okay, Michael Jordan was better than Robert Ory because Michael Jordan averaged 30 points for eight years and Robert Ory averaged 12. Yeah. And you can use that to objectively say Michael Jordan's better. Now, you can't do that with rap. Yeah. Because you look at some of the highest vanilla ice went diamond. Like the, <laughs> some Smith. of the worst. Yes. Will Smith's one of the highest selling rappers. Nobody's going to put him up there with Biggie and Pot. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sane. Yeah. So you can't say that the highest selling means that you're the best in any kind of creative work. It only works in sports. Yeah, and, and when people try to do that, it just don't work. Yeah, even with the even with sports, when you try to, um, a lot of people known for doing this too, try to throw out the rings. How many rings he got? Yes, like people, that's corny too. People quit to say, "Oh, Michael Jordan got six rings, six rings." But then you know, what about when you bring up a Robert Ory? <laughs> he got more rings. I think I, I want to say he got more rings than Jordan. Yeah, seven, I think. Yeah, that don't really make sense. It's not all about the rings. The same thing with Bill Russell. Bill Russell got like 11 rings. You can't really compare, you know, that with with Jordan and say, oh, he's better because he got more rings. That just don't make sense. It's not all about the rings. That's what drives me crazy too, man. People think their first argument is, oh, how many rings he got? Like it's not all about if that's the case. Let's bring up Bill Russell then. He's yeah. better than Michael Jordan. Then it's it's not always about that, and that's the same thing with you know with rap and and comedians. It's it's not just about the numbers. And to me, to me, it was always arrogant when uh, artists or people like I, I guess I understand with artists because you got to be arrogant. But comedians, you ain't supposed to walk around and say, hey, I'm the best. Or You you let the streets talk. You, yes. let, you let the people in the barbershops talk. They're the ones that decide if you're the best or not. You, you don't pr- pr- proclaim yourself as the I'm the best while you're still in the game like that. So it, it, that's, that's the part that kind of ticked me off a little bit. You, you let the streets talk. So like Patrice O'Neal, I don't know how much he sold or <laughs> – Mm-hmm. What his screen numbers are, but 
So you're, you know, you're better than him <laughs> because you did more numbers than him. You sell more than Chris Rock, I'm sure. You're going to sit here and say you better than Chris Rock. You funnier than Chris Rock. Yeah. and Most people can't name a single Kevin Hart joke. Let's be real. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I give, I give Kevin Hart a lot of credit because he is doing some historic things when, when it comes to numbers. He's, he, yes, he is putting people out. I, I can't hate on him putting other people on and creating jobs and stuff like this, but... If we're talking about the the sport, <laughs> the main sport, the the jokes, being funny and all that shit, all the numbers the numbers don't matter, man. Don't especially in this day and age, you're going to do numbers in 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 this day and age. We sitting here talking about the jokes, the content, the uh the shit that lasts. Like, no, nah, I, I I I can't put him I can't put him up there like that. I, I agree, man. And, and I respect Kevin Hart's grind because I never thought he was somebody who got put there. I honestly f- knew that he worked his way up. He yeah. came up with Patrice and Colin Quinn and them, man. Like he came up from like the underground comedy scene. He was doing shitty movies for a long time. And I'm sure at one point he probably thought he would never get over. It. He did Soul Plane, man. Like he did some truly yeah. shitty movies Paper before planes. he finally. Yeah. <laughs> he did Paper some. Planes, yeah. He did he did some bad movies, man. <laughs> he he had to really grind in the stand-up comedy uh comedy circuit until he finally got that role. I think what really put him over was that role in Four Year Old Virgin. Mm. When he was arguing with the black dude in the yeah, store. Yeah. That's what really got him over. That's what made him cross over into white audiences. Mm. But uh, no, I've never knocked his hustle. He works hard, but just being sensitive over whether people think you're funny or not. I feel like he's too old for that, man. He's been too long in the game to just know people going to think people going to say what they say on the Internet. Like, just keep doing your thing because it's obviously working. You made a lot of money. You ain't got nothing to prove to us money wise. Just just keep doing your thing and let people talk the way they want to talk, man. Because if they don't think you're funny, they don't think you're funny, man. It is what it is. Yeah, I think the perfect example is somebody look at somebody like a Dave Chappelle. Now, I know their jokes is nowhere near the same. But he was, I never knew him as this cocky ass person that said, hey, I'm the best that ever did the type of thing. He just always did his thing and kind of stayed quiet. He was, that's, that was, that's the typical comedian, man. The person that just stay quiet. They, they do their jokes. They be funny and all this other shit, but they don't really put themselves in that category. That, and the kind of put it into music terms too, producers. Let's talk about producers. When you think about somebody like a Pharrell, I never heard Pharrell say, hey, I'm the best. I'm one of the best or I did this and did that. If you tell Pharrell to his face, like, hey, you are the best producer ever, he would deny that. Mm-hmm. He would say, nah, I'm, I don't think so, man. He would start naming people before him. He would name people current. He would name some of his favorite people. He won't He won't go out and say, hey, yeah, th- I'm the best. I deserve this. And that to me, that's what make him the best, and that's what, and, and that's the difference between him and somebody like a Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats is so cocky; he the, he he the one that would say I'm I'm top two and not two, and that kind of rub people the wrong way, and that make people criticize him even more. That so, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of like with comedians to me. Like you gotta let the people talk, man. Don't you can't give yourself the crown. You gotta let 
you got to earn that crown and and let somebody put that crown on you. Yeah, that's my problem with LeBron too, man. He he does yeah. that same type of shit where he's like went on that show and said, "That's when I became the best player of all time when I beat the Warriors." And it was 73 and nine. Yeah, okay. Kyrie knocked down the shot that beat the Warriors, <laughs> but okay, whatever, man. Yeah. He he gets annoying with that shit too. But yeah, man, Kevin Hart just gotta chill. Like he's made a lot in his life. He's employed a lot of people. Nobody has anything bad to say about him business wise. You just yeah. I, I see I'm never I'm never gonna see a Kevin Hart movie and and go wanna see it. Like when I see yeah. a trailer for a Kevin Hart movie, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna skip that. I already know off top. I'm not going to see no Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. But if you think he's funny, man, I ain't knocking it. Would you, would you say, is it safe to say that Kevin Hart is like the Floyd Mayweather uh, um, hmm. uh, uh, comedy? Or is that a little too disrespectful to Floyd? Because I know a lot of people feel like Floyd is, um, you know, one of the one of the greatest. Not the great, but yeah. one of the greatest. But you... you I feel like Floyd don't really have a fight that you could be like, oh yeah, remember that fight or remember mm-hmm. the the rumble and the jump. He don't. I feel like he don't have that. He just. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he have a respectable career, you know, known for his defense. But some people you could kind of pick at it, like uh, I don't know about that. And he made I, a lot of money too, as well. <laughs> I, I do hate when people say that. Mayweather's the best who ever did it because he made a lot of money. And I think that kind of gets at what Kevin Hart's or, trying to insinuate too. Yeah, undefeated. Like, okay, he he picked his opponents. Yeah, he did fight pretty much everybody in front of him, but he pick and chose who he fought. And so I have a problem with people just saying it money-wise is a reason why. Now, but I, I do think if you're a true boxing head, you can break down why Mayweather is really great. But I don't feel like that works for Kevin Hart in comedy. I don't think anybody who's really into comedy is going to break down a Kevin Hart special and say, see, this is why he's up there with the Mount Rushmore of comedy. You know, he he makes very basic, like his jokes really, I mean, they are what they are. He talks yeah. about his life being short. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. stupid ass jokes. Yeah, you could, um, but see, it's it's kind of a little difficult with comedy because it's kind of a opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about what you think is funny. I think the only way to grade that shit is, I guess, the numbers. I guess, and if he if he pulling numbers in like this, then I guess you could kind of compare it to Floyd fifty and zero. I guess I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, do, do the do the win loss record really matter in boxing, or is that just kind of like a uh, like? It it really didn't before. I think that's one of the things that Floyd Mayweather kind of ruined because now all these boxers are scared to take a loss and they don't want to fight each other now and it's gotten annoying. But before Floyd made a big deal about being undefeated, I don't think it was as big of a deal. Okay, yeah, but because, now it is because if you look at like uh, Mike Tyson, you could look at his win loss record and be like, damn, he lost this many times, but. You know, towards the end of the career, you know, some of those are money grabs or some mm-hmm. of those he was, you know, a little older. Same thing with Muhammad Ali, where, you know, it was kind of the end of his time and he took the lo- he started taking losses to people that, you know, uh, t- losses to security guards or some shit that mm-hmm. people ain't even know. So, um, yeah, that's why I, I want the win losses don't really matter in boxing to me. I don't really look at that and say, hey, yeah, he's the best because he never lost. 
So um, maybe that's kind of comparable to Kevin Hart, I guess. His his yeah. numbers. Because I, I how you gonna say he ain't money? He ain't funny when he sold out in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it, it's okay. like would you would you like would you rather have Muhammad Ali's career or uh, Floyd's career being undefeated? I mean, as far as their career period and their classic fights, of course, Ali, man. But yeah, so that's. That's kind of how I look at it with Kevin Hart, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully he gets past it, man, because, look, people pe- it, people don't think you're funny. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Just because just rich people get on my fucking nerves, dog. <laughs> like, this shit, they really do. And I hate J. Cole for even introducing that line. It's like, fucking, don't, y- y'all got better things to do, I'm sure than be upset what random people say on the internet about you. Man, it really just makes you look petty, and it makes people feel more powerful in the fact that, wow, I can get under Kevin Hart's skin by saying his comedy sucks. That's all I got to do. That's kind of weird that people get under a a comedian's skin like that. Right. Because usually it's the other way around, where they, you know, jokes don't hurt comedians at all. They usually just go in. You know what I mean? But for the simple fact that a regular ass fan can kind of piss a comedian off, that, that that's kind of like an oxymoron. Though. Kevin Hart hasn't really, in my eyes, been a real comedian. Yeah, I know he plays funny roles, but I feel like he's more of like a motivational speaker now, like giving speeches at the Rock Nation brunch, talking about you're writing your book right now. This is the new chapter. Think about what you want to put in your book of life. <laughs> Nigga, where's the like? Are you talking like nigga? We could get anybody to say this type of shit. Can you mix a joke in there, yeah, nigga? You can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could kind of see that because whenever he do interviews, it don't really be funny interviews. Yeah, he's super serious now. Yeah, and like when you look at Don, uh, let's say Donnell Rollins, like as soon as he walk in, and sit down, you fucking laughing. Yeah, <laughs> because he doing something stupid, man. That that was the type of comedians I like. Like as soon as you walk in the door, they you already fucking laughing. You don't get that with Kevin Hart now. I don't know if he's trying to stay away from that, but you don't really get that. It it, it be super serious now. Yeah, he hasn't been a real comedian in my eyes in a while, man. He's not really like I say. He plays funny roles, I guess, but in interviews now, whenever he tries to be funny, he's super forcing it now. And usually he's just serious and talking about positivity and motivational stuff which is fine but that's not a comedian to me that's something else that's fucking an influencer on instagram (laughs) that's kevin samuels but more positive basically (laughs) and even kevin samuels be funnier than kevin hart man let's be honest (laughs) kevin samuels is funnier than kevin hart right now you the size of emma smith or harry sanders All right. Um, and last up, uh, hit the A gap like a motherfucker. Hit the A gap like a motherfucker. Oh man. Uh, last up, man. I guess we could hit this real quick and bounce. Unless you have something else you want to talk about. Wiz Khalifa gonna play George Clinton. How do you feel about that? In an upcoming biopic called Spinning Gold. Can he act? Good question, because that's the same question I have. <laughs> I feel like he has a funky persona, and he could pull off the look. 
But That's, I don't know. Can he get rid of that fucking look, Cali accent is the question. Yeah, and he's from Pittsburgh. That's the crazy part yeah, about it. <laughs> but I I wish people stopped doing this, man. Because it's look, I'm not really I don't really care about the look at this point. If you if you could play Tupac to a T, you ain't gotta look exactly like Tupac. As long as I feel like Jamie Foxx can probably play Tupac, and you could probably you could feel him. You could be like, "Oh shit!" Like that's that's something Pac would do. But I don't care about the look. Uh, the perfect example was the person that played Tupac in the movie. Mm-hmm. He looked just he looked just like Tupac. It was kind of scary a little bit, but I, he was awful. <laughs> he wasn't good at all. So I think I think the important thing is you got to really get a good actor, man. I think Jamie Foxx is a perfect example of somebody who's a good actor who can do a biopic. Wiz Khalifa, like I don't even know he he can act. So it it just don't to me it don't make no sense. George Clinton is a legend. I think he deserved better than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I'm a little worried about this, man. Me too. Like I hope Wiz Khalifa. I'm sure if he's taking a role like this, he'll take it seriously. I just hope he can act. I don't want to hear him talking about rolling papers, different flavors, atomic <laughs> dog. I don't know. <laughs> like what the fuck is he gonna be saying, man? Rolling papers. <laughs> I'm high off life. Different like, flavors. I don't, I, I don't want to hear that goofy shit in a George Clinton movie, man. I don't want to hear that accent. Dog, uh, clean it up. Sound yeah. funky, but I don't know. Hopefully, he could pull it off, man. I do think he has that soulful persona and personality. So I wish Snoop Dogg was younger. He could play a good George Clinton, I think, but he's too yeah. old now. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that, that goes. That, yeah, I think people they need. I I think it would do better if they just get somebody a random good actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think. I think we're in a day and age where they trying to get these people uh, we know to play something to bring us in. And I don't, I don't think it's all about that, man. I think if you could get somebody who can imitate George Clinton, <laughs> I think that's just as good, man. <laughs> like, of course, you got to look similar or have some type of features or something. But I think the acting part is more important than the look, in my opinion. <laughs> and I think that's part of our problem too because whenever we think about oh they should make a tupac movie or they should make a a a movie about fred hampton we always talk about who should play them and we always go to all the most known actors and say who could play them (laughs) like maybe daniel kaluuya shouldn't have played fred hampton Mm. but would we have seen that movie if it wasn't some recognizable name playing fred hampton fred hampton so the, the the problem is us, I think. I think we should be more welcoming to new actors playing these roles rather than trying to fit people in the box and saying, hey, Jamie Foxx can play this because, you know, he yeah. played this in Ali, so he, he's yeah. a good actor. Maybe Jamie Foxx can't play Mike Tyson. Yeah, Maybe I somebody think, else should have played I, Mike Tyson. Yeah, I, I think Jamie Foxx is the one uh, exception, man. I think, I think this dude is... The probably the most talented person ever because he can imitate every he can imitate, he can imitate every he can probably imitate you if he stood around you for for a couple hours. Okay, I we're, think we're he, to, okay. 
Oh, you, you disagree? <laughs> See, I think, and I, this is going to sound weird, I guess. I think there's a difference between doing an imitation of, per, of somebody and being a good actor. I, Because I, 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 I don't think the because yes he can imitate anybody he was great on uh in living color he was great with impressions he was great doing Stephen a he could do a great Stephen a smith yeah. that was hilarious should he play Stephen a smith just because he can mock his mannerisms i don't know man that was a problem i had with the james brown movie too like chadwick bozeman he was he's a great actor but he was just acting like he was just doing an impersonation of James Brown. It didn't seem like he was really trying to bring life to the character. He was just trying to, I don't, I don't, it's hard to explain. So and maybe it sounds like a contradiction, but so do you think Jamie Foxx did good with Ray? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I guess I poked a hole in my argument because that was an impression too, an impersonation. Yeah. But he did do a good job yeah, with that because movie. I, I would say, like, is it fair to say he's a um, a decent actor? I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying he's up there with the greats or whatever. I think he's good. But is it fair to say he's good enough to um, play a, a a role in a movie? Uh, uh, he can play well, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's an so, accomplished actor. Yeah, so I think I think that's the one exception because he exception. He's the one that can. Um, he he's a decent act. He's a good actor to me, and he can um, he can imitate stuff. I think it, I think he really takes pride into that type of shit. We seen it in, in in Living Color. I think he can uh, if he with the Mike. We'll see with the Mike Tyson movie. But um, he been doing Mike Tyson impersonation for years, and yeah. I think I think the more he be around Mike Tyson, the more he studied and all this other shit. I think I think he can knock it out the park I th- with with the acting. I'm not saying anybody who can impersonate Mike Tyson can play Mike Tyson, but I think Jamie Foxx is the one that c- could probably do it. The one uh, famous actor that can do it. If I had to. Uh, if I had to get somebody, I wouldn't get Michael B. Jordan to do it. Or, yeah, of course. But um, he's the he's the one one person that I could see doing that. That's fair, and we'll see. Like I think the movie will probably be good. I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll do his best because Mike Tyson's still alive. He's gonna rate the movie and see if he's actually doing a good impersonation <laughs> or not. But yeah, well, we'll see, man. I think that movie will be okay, but. Yeah, overall, I do feel like we get addicted to these big names playing these play playing these acts when it should probably be somebody new. We, we should be somebody f- up and coming. We should be focused on the actual movie. It shouldn't yeah. be a hey, so and so playing in this new. It shouldn't be Wiz Khalifa playing in this George Clinton. Yes, it, it should be a hey, a George Clinton film is coming. <laughs> yeah, it's, that should be more the vocal. But it should be Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. I agree, but maybe maybe he'll knock it out the park. I don't know. Maybe he's getting acting lessons from Jamie Foxx. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you want to touch on real quick, man, before we get out of here? Uh, nah. Um, people still kind of arguing about the Meg. Um, oh Meg yeah, and- you wanted to touch on that? Yeah, no. Nah, it's just it's just kind of funny, man. I, I kind of knew people was gonna do that, and people are doing that. And um, I just I just don't get it, man. I feel like people at this point is picking on Meg because it's a it's a whole bunch of people that make the same type of music. I think we in this um, day and age where hip hop is all over the place. It's all type of hip hop. It's not 
you know, you don't, I, I feel like artists don't have to be versatile if they if they don't want to. If they just want to make one certain type of music, they should be able to. Is you know, they're they're not the only artists. It's so easy to go to somebody else. You could go to Rhapsody <laughs> if you want to hear some some conscious shit. But um yeah, it's a it's a whole bunch of shit. The baby. The baby rap about the same shit on the same type of beats. Like you don't, you don't really hear nobody saying, hey, you, you, you do kind of hear people saying you yeah, need to switch it up. Yeah, yeah. But it, it ain't really an outrage with the baby <laughs> like it is with Meg. I, I I think people kind of got something against Meg, but look, man, I I think I think it's a lane for everybody. If she if you want to hear some twerking music, you're gonna turn her on. If you, I I think it's kind of unfair to try to make somebody rap about something else. And le- I, my only thing is if if somebody like Meg go out there and say, "Hey, I'm the best, I'm the best female rapper out there." I think that's when you need to be able to yeah. show. It. I think you should if if she go out there and say, "Hey, I think I'm top 3." Then I think she do need to rap about something else. She can't just rap about the same shit. But if she not if she if she ain't say that, I think she have every right to do that, man. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of people that rap about the same shit. Juicy J is a legend. Mm-hmm. We knew we know what he used to rap about back in the day. Now all he do is rap about ratchet pussy, strip clubs, money, <laughs> and it's working for him. It's, it's it's getting him way more money than it did back in the day. So I think I think um I, I think. There's nothing wrong with finding your lane and staying in it. <laughs> so I, I think people need to relax, man. It's it's not killing hip hop. I think if anything, I think it's kind of expanding it a little bit. It's it's giving it its own genre and inside of hip hop. Yeah, and I think it just speaks to I think people have a problem with Meg for whatever reason. She's not connecting with people the way a Cardi B did, the way a Nicki Minaj did. Because, yeah, people do seem to be overly harsh. Like, Cardi B, you can't tell me Cardi B has made three different songs in her mm-hmm. whole career so far. But nobody comes and says, well, she just raps about the same thing. Well, I guess some people do, but it's not as widespread as it is with it's, Megan. It's not an outrage. Yeah, exactly. Because you you accept Cardi B for what she is. You don't expect her to be lyrical in the booth. But for whatever reason, even though Megan's never given you any reason to think she going go in and spit a dynasty intro (laughs) 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 and be super lyrical. Like, why do people expect this from her? Like you knew what she was when she came in the game. Yeah. And the funny thing is with Meg, she, I felt like she stepped outside the box with the last album and nobody really said nothing about it. So look, man, it's, it's all type of dudes out here rapping about the same Griselda. I love Griselda. They, they rap about the same shit. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not looking for them to make a club record or R and B record. That that they're staying in their lane and they're making they're making money or they doing their thing. Pusha T. I love Pusha T. He rap about the same shit. <laughs> he like you don't like I'm not asking Pusha T to make a switch it up and make a club song or switch it up and make an R and B song. He he the OG. He he's staying in his lane. He know his lane. He not trying to be versatile and trying to, you know, reach this crowd and reach that crowd. He's staying in this lane. I think I think there's nothing wrong with just making twerk music or party music. So, you know, I, it's all about what you want to do. 
I, I do I, think when it comes to time where when it's like trying to have that conversation of, I think I'm the best that ever did it, then we got to grade you fairly. We got to grade you and say, hey, you know, we got to talk about the content. That, then that that's a whole nother discussion. But right now, I, it's not, I, I have no problem with people rapping about one thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, unless people try to put them in the GOAT category. I think it's nothing wrong with what she's rapping about. I agree, man. People got to leave Meg alone. She's doing her own thing. She ain't worried about nobody. <laughs> she ain't trying to say she's better than Nicki or better than any of those rappers. So, yeah, leave her alone, man. Let her rap about scamming niggas and, and twerking and shaking ass and whatever. Yeah, just, Let her do her just, thing, man. Just, leave her alone. Yeah, Meg, just don't say you the best. You better than Nicki. Otherwise, we'll have to take all this shit back. To be uh, to be honest, I have a slight problem with her calling herself Tina Snow and doing the whole pimpsy persona because I feel like nothing in her, nothing about her really reflects pimpsy to me. Mm. She's talked about pimpsy being a big inspiration for her, but I don't see it. I mean, yeah. Pimp C, I, I, I understand Pimp C. People hear the name Pimp C, they think of the big pimp in verse. But nah, Pimp C has some very introspective, great songs. He was a producer, number one. And number two, his verses on some shit like fucking uh, Diamonds in the Wood. Like, he has some very introspective thoughts on the, on the dope game, man. It wasn't yeah. just all getting money and pimping bitches. Like, he was talking about the other side. Yeah. You know, and I don't see that with Meg. So I don't like her co opting the Pimp C persona calling herself Tina Snow. I don't really see that. Yeah. But whatever. She could do what she wants, I guess. Yeah. I I, I do I ain't gonna sit here and say she sound like Pimp C. The the content obviously is not Pimp C, but I do think her her style of rap, the the way she sound, it do kind of remind me of a uh um like a Houston like a trill I'm trying to explain like a trill type of female. You know what I mean? The the, I guess the her um the way she, the way she sounds I guess, it do it it do kind of got a glimpse of Pimp C to me where you could tell she probably did listen to Pimp C at one point but, the actual content, definitely is 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 not Pimp C. That okay. I, I don't even I don't even know if that makes sense to you but I, I get I get what you mean I yeah. I just personally feel like she Jack Maxo Cream Flow a hundred percent. But that that's just me. I don't think anybody else haven't seen that opinion around. So whatever. Yeah, maybe you gotta listen to some early Meg. Just yeah. To, just to see. But yeah. Possibly, possibly. But anyway, the moral of the story is leave leave Megan alone. Let her rap about ass and let yeah. her put ass in the video. Stop complaining like yeah, some hoes. If, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. It's exactly. not for you. It's, it's a lot of shit that ain't for me. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell them to start rapping uh, conscious shit. I ain't about to tell Lil Uzi Vert to start rapping conscious shit. <laughs> like, that's his lane. Stay in his lane, man. Like Jay said, man, if you don't like it, it costs you nothing. Pay me no mind. <laughs> Switch the channel. Turn a YouTube video. Just don't don't pay it no mind if you don't fuck it's, with it. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's all ain't out no, there, man. That's the good thing yes. about hip-hop now. And, um, you got You got so much shit you could go to. It's not mm -hmm. just all in this one pot and and it's all this certain type. 
you could go all over the place and listen to music, man. You you could get in your conscious bag. You could get in your backpack bag. You could get in your ratchet bag. It's all type of shit you could listen to. So it's just it's a waste of time when people say, hey, she need to switch it up. Like, it's all type of other female rappers that rap about the shit you want to rap about. But you talking about her and saying she need to switch it up? The funny thing to me, man, is, and I'm 34. I know people are even older and probably can speak to this, too. Like, there's never been a time in my life that I can remember that people listened to mainstream music and said, this is all good. You know, yeah. the the so-called golden era of the 90s. Nobody called it the golden era. People were talking about all these what Listen to the music to rappers in the 90s, man. They were talking about all these whack MCs out here, all this bullshit on the radio. They were talking down all the radio hits that we love today and mm-hmm. play at all the parties. They said that shit was whack. They said MC Hammer was whack. They said Will Smith was whack. They said all this positive music was whack. Yeah. And now the music is is more street oriented, and now people complain about that too. Oh, the women are whores now and just shake ass all day. Yeah, whatever. People it's, people always complain about mainstream music, no matter what the era is, man. Yeah, it's an old mindset, man. That old mindset of I got to be versatile. You got to have a street record. You got to have a club record. You got to have a a positive record, a love record, or. Like no, that shit. That shit is old, man. That's an old record label move. Of the, you know, if you look at somebody like a Fifty Cent, you gotta have the street banger, and then you mm-hmm. gotta have a banger for the club, and then you gotta have a love song. Like you ain't gotta do that now, man. You could literally be a um a, a Earl sweatshirt and just do whatever the fuck you want. Do that type of music and make a living off of it. Like no, ain't nobody telling him to make a club record or radio <laughs> record. You know what I mean, so uh, it's to me it's the same thing with Meg. Like she ain't got to make a fucking conscious record or talk about something else. You got you. It's a whole nother lane out there. So I, I just don't get it, man. But this ain't the ninety early nineties where it was only one type of uh, song that would get played and yeah. on, on one thing people listen to. You got all type of weird ass hip hop out there now. I agree, man. Well said. Well said. So that's a lesson to all y'all people complaining about rap and y'all might say, well, y'all complain about it too. Well, that's different. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, that's different. (laughs) So anyway, with that said, man, I think we can go ahead and wrap up this edition of the podcast, man. I want to thank all y'all for rocking with us again. Tune in next week. We definitely gonna have some more music to break down. Looking forward to some new albums. Tyler Crater dropping. Mm-hmm. We gonna break that down and other things going on. Anything else in the sports world, entertainment world, we gonna break that down. Of course. Shout out to the hardest working man in radio, of course, Figgy Fig. You can hear him tended to in the loop. Sports Radio Six Ten providing providing the vibes. That's what's your new. You're not a, just a producer, man. You're providing the vibes on that show, man. Somebody tweeted me, said, hey, the music, everything on the show is... is <laughs> I'm like, I take pride in that music. I'll be dropping low-key gems on the music, man. You do, man. I, I heard Shalimar on the fucking segment earlier today. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Man, you, you, it's you, funny because they have no idea what that shit, of course they what that shit is. Nah. Fuck it, but you are you you are the vibe provider of in the loop on sports radio 610 check that out six ten to two in houston um shout out to jasmine of course 
doing her thing, helping us out in the background. Shout out to Black Lux, of course. Make sure you check out that interview on YouTube. Make sure you go to blacklux.com. B-L- how do you spell it again? B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X. That's right. We got a special announcement next week, too, so... Yeah, I don't even know what this is. I gotta talk to you after the podcast. But <laughs> okay, just a little, All right. something special for the people. Okay, okay, okay. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, all y'all, thank y'all for rocking with us. All y'all, day ones, y'all know who y'all are. We love y'all. Thank you for rocking with the podcast. Tune in next week. More fire coming. Till then, happy Juneteenth. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't a good year. You was just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really fuck with this shit. It's yeah. already watered down, man. <laughs> you like, Only yeah. been one day. It's, it's not even Juneteenth yet, technically. It's already watered down, man. The white man ruined it. <laughs> we need another slave holiday. <laughs> Put Harriet Tubman on the 20 now. <laughs> yeah, well, dog, what happened what to happened? that? I don't know what, what? happened to that. That actually made me annoyed. <laughs> but I don't know what the hell happened to that. That was supposed to be something that was done they under pro- Obama. That probably was a bad idea. They probably like, ah, maybe we should not do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit died out quick. But anyway, we digress. We digress. Until next time, y'all. Peace.